0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
2: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Kat I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and you are here for the two hundred and seventh edition of the Force Center Main Show, the big show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. Today, it is the legacy of Leia. We'll be looking at General Leia, Princess Leia, Leia in the Star Wars pictures, but specifically. The Rise of Skywalker. We'll be getting to that in a bit, as well as covering the news, taking your questions, a power of the light side. But first, we do want to remind you, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Joseph, we'd like to catch up. Star Wars Adventures, Life Adventures... It's been busy. Yeah. It's been a busy year already. It's been a busy (laughs) decade. We're just a month into it.
1: Yeah. I really, I briefly thought that February just wouldn't come, that January 31st would end and it would be (laughs) early Groundhog's Day and it would be January 31st again. Over and over. Blissfully February is here. Uh, yeah. So lots of adventures in life. I've had some intriguing, Mm. intriguing Star Wars adventures. Uh, um, you have said many times, uh, and I think I have ended up repeating you cause it's a, it's a great turn of phrase that sometimes when Star Wars news kind of bubbles up, mm-hmm. you'll say, Hey, you know, we're, we're not insiders or anything, mm-hmm. but living in Hollywood, sometimes you hear things. Yeah. And you've said that a lot. Living in Hollywood, sometimes you hear things. So <laughs> I, uh, I was having a, a business meeting at a coffee shop. Oh, wow. Yeah. And. It was the literal version of Sometimes You Hear Things... Uh, you and I talked about this off air. Uh, I'm not going to repeat yeah. any of the oh, actual yeah. things I heard. I want to know how far you're going to go with the story. <laughs> so I was sitting there having a, a, a meeting with my manager. It was a nice talk, is a, a, a <laughs> coffee shop, you know, with a nice patio outside. And uh, somebody sits down and was talking relatively loudly, and I heard uh, JJ. And i was like, Ooh, JJ. Yeah, JJ. And then I was like, Come on, come on, self, calm down. There are <laughs> many people in the world might be named JJ. You'd be yeah. talking about a sandwich shop. Come yep. on. Uh, but yeah. then I heard. And, and kathy and kiri hart uh and he proceeded to talk very loudly loudly enough for me to hear <laughs> about lots of uh insider business mm. clearly somebody uh who mm. uh, had insider knowledge yeah and it was fascinating because he said some stuff of like yeah that's been reported but i've never heard that confirmed or "Ooh, i've never heard that but that slots into that uh rumor or that idea and it's just it was fascinating to just be like hey thank you for speaking loudly because (laughs) i a star wars fan (laughs) and podcaster uh get to listen in uh but also i just thought it was funny because we've said that now so much like sometimes you hear things yeah and we mean that is like a friend at a party or an associate or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But to literally just be like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. JJ Abrams. <laughs>
2: if, if, uh, yeah, if we were one of those websites and wanted to run those hot scoops, I could run
1: a hot scoop. We've got some scoops. I'm not going to, cause I just, I don't think that's, you know, I don't think it's, it's not what we do. It's that's, that's not what we do here. Yes. Not what we do here. Not so that was a, yeah. uh, that was a fun Star Wars adventure. And then, um, in uh, adventures that I control. Yeah. That don't just happen to me. Uh, I had a little bit of time to play Battlefront, and I know some of the oh, yeah. uh, new things have been here for a while, but yeah. uh, I haven't played since, in particular, that mm. co-op mode. Right. Uh That's nice. Which is just a few human players, but the mostly AI. Mm-hmm. That they have that for the Resistance era and have a bunch of new stuff from Rise of Skywalker, which I kind of knew, but I hadn't. Mm. I haven't had time to sit down and play. Right. I had so much fun. Uh, one of the things uh, people you can play is an uh, Ovisian, uh, uh, I believe it is, uh, and that is the species of Bulio. Mm. From Rise of Skywalker, okay, really well designed uh, gunner character, really fun to play. And every time uh, I played him, he <laughs> <I> shouted for Bulio, <laughs> win the war, win the war. Uh, in one of the planets you go to is Agent Kloss. Oh wow! They die. wow! Yeah, they really fast. Really I fast. Uh,
2: I knew there were some updates. Yeah. I know the Scariffs coming back. Scariffs coming back we're, soon. We don't yeah. have that in the news news this uh, this roundup because hey, yeah. the cool scarf's coming this back. This stuff but,
1: has been available for yeah, a for while. A I know it's not new to some of our listeners who are, who are dedicated Battlefront Two players, but mm-hmm. I haven't had a, a chance to play in a while. Mm-hmm. So it it was great. it's it super fun and, and fresh to get these new locations and you know new species. they really love the character of Bulio, mm-hmm. but also just that. Yeah reminder like this is one of the ways that Star Wars is similar to but really unique of these movies aren't just movies they become mm-hmm. so ingrained in our lives because they're represented everywhere and like yep hey, right away like we're we're playing on Asian class it's wow. not like another movie where, yeah, you, where you see it and go like oh yeah I heard about that and and but now you're you're interacting with it yeah. and these movies become a part of the community through all of these different ways that they're immediately interjected, uh, injected in our lives in different ways than just a passive experience.
2: And you get to, th- there's something special about walking around those maps and going, Oh, this is what it's like. If yeah. It, if it, it's real, you know, the castle spice mine map. I remember just walking around like, Oh, the Falcon parked there, Yeah, <laughs> like, <it> was, <laughs> like I was doing a sightseeing tour
1: around Hollywood. <laughs> so that's yeah. interesting. I haven't played in a well while either. So I gotta, I gotta get Yeah, up there. It was, it was worth it. So wh- how about you? What were your, uh, life indoor star Wars adventures?
2: Uh, you know, just, uh, a lot of busy stuff. Schmodowns back up and taping, we had some big yeah. tapings this weekend. A lot of people coming up to me like, "Can hey, you back competing in Star Wars?" And I'm like, "Am I?" Um, and I I can't stress this enough. Uh, you know, uh, tremendously difficult to even uh, comprehend defeating you, but uh, specifically to Alex, Alex David. I keep I told someone this week. I'm like, "Let me." I used him to study. Mm-hmm. How can I expect to beat? The book I'm studying. <laughs> uh, mistakes happen. You and I are going to blank on a name here now and then. You're going to yeah. guess a two when it should have been a three. All that kind of stuff. But I would go to his videos to study going to Orlando 2017. Yeah. That's what he does and what does well. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so I just have those things. But uh, we're going to do a real-time Star Wars adventure right Ooh, now. awesome. Uh, due to our uh, recording schedule today, I, had, I found myself with a couple extra minutes. So... Normally, you hear people complain about, like, L.A.'s got traffic, right? Yeah. So a couple minutes to kill. I said, uh, I'm going to do I like to drive. I like to just get in a car and drive. Maybe, re- hey, I used to work there or yeah. I crossed the street there once. And I remember that. You went cruising. I went cruising. Well, traffic was so good, I ended up at my old workplace, the farmer's market in the Grove. And I was like, oh, I got like 25 minutes. I'm going to park, go in. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy the Rise of Skywalker actual soundtrack yeah i have it on uh, itunes or apple yeah. songs or whatever it is now <laughs> but i wanted a hard physical copy a cd compact disc so i will so i got that uh and then uh and i picked up some other things some some baseball magazines a oh, nick hornby like. book i didn't know it'd come out you gave um, yourself a treat yeah too much but on the way out impulse buy nice so right in my hand is one of these funko pop minis this is. Uh, I love doing these. I get a lot of the game and throw ones. The thrown ones are tiny Funko Pops, one piece inside. I don't know what I got. Uh, potentially, I can get Ray, Kylo, Finn, Poe, Zori, Dio, Lando with Kane, uh, a Sith Ooh. trooper. General Legion, Pride. Nice. Uh, and then three of the Knights of Ren, Bob, Tom, and mm-hmm. Phil. I don't know which ones there. are. Trudgeon that. and Whitesnake, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'll are you going to
1: open this? Is this gonna I'm going to open this. Gonna gonna this. Is this an unboxing is this podcast? an unboxing podcast. You can hear that sound. Okay. How does, does it feel good? Quality. Quality, quality cardboard. Good stuff. Quality box. Quality
2: cardboard. SM- ASMR. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, it comes in a...
1: Oh, it, the oh, mystery it, continues. It's a it looks like somebody put it in a trash bag. Yeah, yeah, it's a, black in a plastic trash.
2: trash bag. Any guess on what do you think I'm gonna get?
1: I want it to be General Allegiant pride okay. for myself, but also for you. I want it to be Zori Bliss. That might cause problems at the house. Let's. Uh... Oh yeah, but we love Zory. You... It's like trying
2: to open up your frozen microwave burrito you're about to make. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, pop uh, the seal. Pop okay. the seal. Pop the seal. Okay, uh, who is it gonna be? Who is it gonna be? It's Zori, Zori
2: Bliss. bliss! Oh. It's Zori Bliss.
1: Nice. The that is
2: amazing. Are with me, the force is with me. Oh, Zori that's bliss. Great. That's, uh The helmet's bobbing up and down. Uh, that's great. Who are you
1: hanging out with that talks Sith and buys <laughs> Funko Pop minis?
2: Do, do you want to go with me? Do you want to come with, with me? me? Uh, that's great. All right.
1: Yeah. All right. You can take down the sky trash now. Take in down your the sky y- trash. Ring. So oh, there we man, go. That may was man. May, I, may feed, I touch please, your Zori? please. Um, giggity. Mm, uh, look at is, her uh, head bobble in that way, as though she is on... Yeah. Digga digga
2: digga digga. You
1: know, it, it'd be great if they did have little uh, buttons so they could say some phrases, and we could oh, hear her yeah. say, I want to see your brains in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, she's, I've had, she's uh, pretty great.
2: I've had a, some good luck with Star Wars guessing lately. I guess to, yeah. in, our, in our Will of the Force, I... I went to the, uh, the, uh, the Oki-Pokey, right? You or, went right or, to the Oki-Pokey.
1: pokey You didn't even resist. And went right to Zori the Oki-Pokey. You know what's funny? I just pulled the box off the top. You didn't do anything like, I didn't I'm going to wave my hand yeah. in the air and see where it lands. You just trusted the force. It's like improv. Go with your first instinct. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and. All right. That's my Star Wars Life Adventure. That was a good one. I'm so happy to be here for your Star Wars Life Adventure. <laughs> and it's powerful, powerful to see that's Zori awesome. Bliss. Awesome. In your very hands. Uh, so we're going to get in the news here in a second. Resistance is done. We've we addressed that.
2: I still haven't watched it. And then, uh, so I knew PlayStation View was going away, right? Right. I knew that. I knew that. And I kept telling myself I should s- try YouTube TV or some other. I sat down. I was running some errands. Yes. Uh, well, time of this recording. Yesterday. Super Bowl Sunday. Su- uh, excuse me. Big game. Super Owl. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, I sit down. Turn on the TV. Two minutes before kickoff. Thank you. PlayStation View is no longer with you. Uh, thank you for your support over the years. So here. you didn't get to watch it? I missed the first 10 minutes trying to set up YouTube TV, which <laughs> it c- includes a lot of you can't do that on your desktop, go to the mobile, put in this code, oh <laughs> oh and then I had to switch... Um, You know, Force Center almost got a YouTube uh, TV account because I had to switch out of the emails. It was was a thing. It was a thing. So because of that, all my resistances on my DVR, gone.
1: Oh, no. Well, it's going to be on Disney Plus really soon. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I I did get a chance to get caught up myself, and I really enjoyed the end. And I I look Mm -hmm. forward to doing maybe just kind of a big picture. What what did we think of it all?
2: Definitely. Heard some good things. Yeah. 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 All right, we're going to dive into Star Wars news, and we got this, uh, we got a couple fun little items this week. Uh, we're going to start with this one, Project Luminous. It's to be revealed on 2-24-20. Uh, this came from ABC News' Clayton Sandell. Uh, good guy, uh, works for ABC News, but Star Wars is kind of his passion, covers a lot of those uh uh, projects uh, for uh, ABC News, and this is it. When I say ABC News, that's not, that's not ABC 7 local, that's the ABC News. Um, so he tweeted out uh, just a simple tweet about uh, information is coming on 22420. Now, of course, as we know, rumors are still circling around Project Luminous, including uh, the movies, uh, about the project will uh, go into the movies, and we've, you know. Things we've heard around this town, maybe is it? That that wasn't the case, but that was a while ago. Yeah. Lots changed. But Clayton, in a follow-up tweet, a lot of people were following up. He says, this announcement will still revolve around the publishing side. So it doesn't say that it's not further announcements, but this is that. But that's kind of what we're expecting. Uh, And note, IgerCon coming up uh, February 4th is at the time this episode coming out. Yeah. When we're recording, Uncle Bob hasn't letting things spill This episode could come out, and he could be like, "We're making Project Luminous
1: on Disney Plus." I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or he could just uh, casually announce what the next Star Wars film is. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. For we know we got uh, some new uh, listeners in the the last uh, couple uh, weeks. Uh, Igercon is what we uh, always call any sort of investor call because sometimes Bog Iger just spills things that used to be said (laughs) at conventions. So he came to call it Igercon. Igercon. So that is uh, the big headline this week. What are you expecting
2: from this announcement? What's your Ah, anticipation level?
1: I'm super excited for this announcement. I'm really interested to see if it's just like, hey, reserve your time staring at social media because it's just going to be a press release or if there is any video component. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, or exactly how the announcement is going to be done. I'm super excited for it. Uh, the rumors that we have heard around town, uh, mm-hmm. not literally... No, not a coffee I'm, shop. Not literally <laughs> shouted at a coffee shop. But the rumors that we've heard around town is that it is this High Republic era, mm-hmm. uh, which in theory is several hundred years before Phantom Menace when the Jedi mm-hmm. Order and the Republic government are functioning better. Yeah. Uh, and it's not about their downfall. It's just about being being a Jedi, being uh, smuggler being a politician whatever in that era Mm. um and there's been started to be drops of high republic being referenced in publishing stuff including i believe uh the Uh, issue two issue two of the rise of kylo ren high Uh, republic is mentioned i i I, I saw people uh sharing online other places mm, in comics they've noted it
2: yeah i read that i read that yesterday and and I, I kind of missed that. And I was like,
1: Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so that all, that all totally, totally, uh, tracks, mm. uh, to me, I think that is going to be what it is, but I think there's going to be more details and I'm excited for it. Mm. I, I still don't think this is movies. I don't think it has anything to do with movies.
2: I I really tend to agree with that. I mean, it makes sense if this were to go into movies where we are right now, having uh, Benioff and Weiss step away. Like if they were still around, I'd be like, no,
1: no, this is this is there's no big change. This yeah. is what it is. But it's not good or bad or otherwise. I just don't think that's how the industry works, because we know for a long time that this uh, pack of awesome writers, you know, Claudia Gray, Charles uh, Sewell, uh, Justina Uh, Ireland. Daniel Jose Older. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of uh, awesome people. Um, Kevin Scott. Kevin Scott. Yes, that's the name I was reaching for. Kevin Scott uh, have been developing this for a long time. Yeah. And that makes total sense. If the publishing side goes, "Hey, you don't really know what movies you're gonna do next, so we don't have main characters to do a YA novel of." Mm-hmm. We, we want there's an appetite, and yeah. we want to put out more content. Can you can you give us a space where we can just play? Yeah. And for Lucasfilm to go, yeah, here's an era that we're not planning. Go go play. Yeah. That that makes so much sense to me, mm-hmm. and and I agree with you. It's there's nothing to say that five years from now, if oh, yeah. high Republic is incredibly popular in, on the publishing side, that Lucasfilm doesn't go like, sure. Yeah. We'll make a movie of one mm-hmm. of those characters. Mm-hmm. But to think that, that, that this is just not how the industry works to let a team of comic book writers and novelists. Right. Come up with where the movies are going to go next. And we know that these authors have been developing this. And I don't think any one of them has touched, uh, movies tv professionally i mean
2: they could on spec in their apartments growing up but as of right now they are comics writers uh, yeah. authors books that kind of thing i think you're right uh is it possible to think that losing ben Affleck weiss would make someone come down and go hey what do we got well, we're working on this all right let's pivot to that but i don't think that they'd be ready to announce it and those creatives aren't the ones who'd be developing a movie
1: <laughs> yeah i mean and we just we just went through a whole yeah. process with the sequel trilogy where they could only do so many tie-ins because the the people right. making the movies were still making decisions and and right writers and particularly directors and producers of movies don't want their hands tied by uh, a, a bunch of comics and books have already decided x y or z so yeah you can't can't do yeah 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 yeah, uh,
2: but I'm so intrigued by this. I'm excited. Even that little reveal in, in episode... Uh, issue two i should say of the new star wars mainline i think it's uh, uh i just read it this morning it's kes dameron who's talking about it oh cool and he talks about hey he says literally hey in the high republic era you know it wasn't as it was pretty unsettled and wild in parts of the galaxy and i'm just like oh there's oh, your log
1: line yeah they're uh, setting up the stories
2: ah yep. oh, that's so great and they talk about a space station or something that they, they needed to go to that was set up as kind of like a safe haven for ships passing through these kind of wilder regions of the galaxy so immediately right there like great now does that does that set jedi as settlers and missionaries i don't know that's so cool but they, yeah <laughs> i they, don't know no
1: oh, it's such fresh stories and and yeah. i trust all these writers i'm so excited for it yeah be good so
2: we'll uh, have more information uh around the reveal time as we said uh the uh first quarter business call that Iger will be running uh by the time this episode comes out or a little bit after this episode is actually released we'll see if that changes and, and we need a special uh four center reacts <laughs> would you expect any big news from IgerCon? uh i don't i don't related to to star wars no nah, maybe expansions i know there's been talk of disneyland paris might get some star wars maybe rise of the resistance maybe it's some information okay. that kind of stuff in terms of star wars i don't think so yeah I the, uh, the so.
1: only thing that i think that we would hear is maybe you know video games or a, yeah. a date for the kenobi mm-hmm. release or yeah. you know maybe maybe He's, he here's when we're going to have an announcement about the next movie.
2: That might work. I, but did, I
1: don't think anything about the yeah. the big picture and what's oh. f- next for the films is going to be.
2: Act, yeah, actual release dates for Cassian or Kenobi, eh, potential. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you uh, can focus then, on Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, going to be some Baby Yoda jokes, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, we talked about Cass Dameron, the father of Poe Dameron, and we've got a I think, a very intriguing book on the way out. It is a new young adult book by Alex Segura, and it is called Free Fall. Free Fall, and, and will focus on a teenage Poe. Yeah. It will include Zori Bliss. Yeah. Uh, I'm liking that. Mini Funko Pop not yeah. included. <laughs> and no word on Babu Frick. No word. Mm. But right. else? Uh, and here's what they say about the book. It's not just going to be connecting dots. book will add texture and weight to unexplored parts of Poe's life. It's going to be released August 4th this year. Joseph, uh, my question is what excites you about the story? I'm going to guess many things.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> always a good guess. Yeah. I think the, the, the big picture things to me is I the way that Poe is positioned as the uh, son of two uh, hardworking rebellion yeah. people, uh, soldiers, you know. Mm. Uh, so I think I, I know the, the blurb says it's going to take place uh, after his mother's passing Mm -hmm. and uh when he's having a hard time relating to his dad
2: yeah
1: so that's just going to be such great perspective on what does he think of you know the great rebellion the great galactic civil war at that point is it like eh, it's Mm -hmm. foggy boring history it's what my parents talk about and he doesn't appreciate the weight of it the relevance of it uh that stuff is all juicy and interesting to me uh i think that they'll have fun with that force tree (laughs) hmm <laughs> yeah sitting, uh, sitting sitting there uh and uh that so all that stuff and then and then just i think some typical ya beats right of yeah. him going and in, in joining the crew seeing exactly like the the movie rise of skywalker mm-hmm. suggests such a strong bond yeah like it was yeah they're doing something illegal and not great running right. drugs right <laughs> uh but that there was a bond and there was a sense of family there yeah so then that gets me really excited about what happens to make him leave and yeah. What is the circumstance where he really leaves Zori holding the bag where now, mm-hmm. even years later, she's still digging herself out of whatever he did.
2: Absolutely excited about the possibilities there and and what would cause him. I'm not necessarily even going to say return to the straight and narrow because I don't know what he leaves to join the group. But uh, so, you know, I, I think the idea, it's already canon that Bay passed away early on in his life. You know, would I like to see a little bit more of her alive and functioning uh, in this world with her son on the other side? Yeah. But it is what it is. And I think now you have a real and true, intriguing thing. You talked about his relationship with the, the Galactic Civil War. In a way, if he's got, like, hey, it took my mom in some way, shape, or form, Like mm-hmm. it, it, it took a toll. Uh, and I don't relate to my dad. And, and I know we talked about this before, not to fully remix it, but the idea of, I keep using the example of a pastor's kid, and, and that's a generalized mm-hmm. way to look at it, but just, Raised by two rebel war heroes, one who passes away, raised under a force tree at an old base, you know, you're not, I don't know if you're going to immediately go like, I'm joining up. Some people might be like, yep, I'm following my father's footsteps, everything's grand. But I
1: like the idea of, nah, so he doesn't take to it right away. He's got some problems with his dad. Yeah. And just that, mm. that fun real life psychology of, you know, somebody's got a lot of uh, adventure in their, in their right. bones. Somebody who's, who's hot headed is going to naturally rebel against whatever their parents w- were. Yeah. And if what your parents <laughs> represented is rebellion, you'll still rebel against that by going, I'm going to do something. Yeah. I'm going to have a real adventure out in the galaxy somewhere. And then uh, I, I think, I expect the story will be that they—he's a good person and yep. he realizes this isn't where he wants to be—and I think he is rejoining the straight and narrow to go like, "All right, in fact, I'll join the academy and I'll be trained to be yeah. a pilot by your old buddy Wedge." Yeah, 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 yeah. That's—I'll um, go back to Uncle Wedge and, and, and with my tail <laughs> between the legs because I did a bad <laughs> thing, you know.
2: Yeah, I i just—I I like all that kind of digging in there. uh You mentioned again this young adult book, but uh, you know. Uh, Beth Reeves, Reeves Rebel Rising, a lot of Claudia Gray's work. I'm expecting this to be in that in that uh, pantheon of young adult Star Wars books that we enjoy. Um, yeah. In the interview with Alex Segura, uh, he it's touched upon, and that's why I said it's Not just connecting the dots, the book will add texture and weight to unexplored parts of Poe's life. I think you and I come back to this a lot, and and, and Jennifer when 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 uh, uh, she was with us on a regular basis, and and that will one day happen again. But uh, we all like the idea of. These movies put these things out there, and it creates a question. You and I have talked about this recently a lot, about things, Rise of Skywalker, unexplored stories. We, yeah, we this did is all,
1: what we get. Yeah, we did that episode called yeah. Untold Tales. Untold Tales. And we talked about which one do you want? And like, <laughs> this is one of the ones we want. And they're like, "Yeah, here you go. Uh, the number one thing that mm-hmm. I'm most excited about uh, yeah. from this is that it is a YA novel, yeah. and that I want straight-up romance yeah and yeah. giant flaming letters romance <laughs> between Poe yeah. and Zori Bliss. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Lost Stars is a great example of when it first came out. Mm-hmm. People were like, why? You know, some people were like, why right. do we need do we need that in Star Wars? Because mm-hmm. many YA novels are about yeah. love. They're about young relationships and intense feelings. Yeah. And Lost Stars came out and everybody was like, Oh, damn, this is amazing. And mm-hmm. romance has a great uh place in Star Wars. Yeah. I, I feel like the way Poe says, can I kiss you? Yeah. That they have kissed before. <laughs> and I want pages and pages of pages. it. Because it's it's so true. It's a part of... Yeah. It, yeah. it is a part of humanity, which the Star Wars books can explore more. And if you're telling the tale of a uh, young Poe Dameron, yeah. a hothead teenager who wants to go out there and explore life yeah. and break rules, a young... A hot bounty hunter. You know, we're talking yeah. about a, a a human whose yeah. face is so aesthetically pleasing they can't <laughs> get it right in action figures. <laughs> he always looks like he's, yeah. the the Poe Dameron action figures look like botched facial surgery yeah. compared to actual Oscar Isaac. Come on, yeah, it's screaming romance to me. Hey, you know, maybe there's some complications. There's something different. Maybe
2: Poe's trying to find out who he is uh, in terms of his sexuality. Who knows? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna absolutely could be. That. I don't think they're gonna tackle. Some of those bigger things, but we can hope. But I, I like the the potential there, uh, and yeah, hot and heavy with Zori Bliss. So it'll keep you around doing bad things. And hey, hey you, says hey. Babu Frick, who I believe will <laughs> hey, be in this uh, yeah. book. I Babu, <laughs> come on, come on, because be he there. knows
1: he knows Babu right. That's he, he, the whole reason they go the to, to Kajimi.
2: Part of the crew, yeah, yeah, uh, got to be there. Um, and the like, the idea of just Poe. What part of Poe Dameron in the films makes you think he just immediately would join up to be bossed around by military leaders? Yeah. You know what, what? What part of Poe makes you think like, yeah, I'm going to join right away, and be 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 in, stepping in line? Yeah, I mean he's all in on the resistance, yeah. but yeah, yes. Yes. yeah, because like, it's, it's this the is the so cause. great, so great. All right, so that's uh, coming out there. Uh, we got uh, this one. This one. I, this is this is interesting, and I got a, it. Really unfolded for me on our Discord server, which you can access if you become a Patreon supporter of. A Force Center, we'll talk to, talk to you about that at the end of the show, but the Star Wars Underworld test footage. I just wrote text in my notes because that's what we're <laughs> always thinking in society. Star Wars Underworld test footage revealed, we said carefully, yeah, this went around pretty fast. Uh, it wasn't being picked up by everyone, then it started to pop up other places. And this isn't one of those, this isn't like, the, hey, Kenobi's canceled and now Star's, uh, you know, someone else. or this. This is real footage. That has been on Vimeo for nine years, (laughs) nine years. It belongs to Stargate Studios, which is located in South Pasadena. Joseph and I could drive there in about 10 minutes right now, barring traffic. So the footage is real. Yeah. But what it is is a little unclear because to my knowledge, I got to admit, I didn't do a double check this morning. No one's come out and really claimed to the footage in any way, shape, or form. No one's cleared up anything. As far as I know, someone else yeah. might have an answer to that. I don't know if you
1: heard it. I, I have not. I didn't have time to dig uh, on this one.
2: Yeah. So the footage shows uh, what looks like Coruscant. Uh, you got some stormtroopers walking around. Uh, you got, um, uh, we don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a sexy lady. That's all you do. You see her get out of a space cruiser, and she's showing some leg, and you're kinda like, <laughs> kind of like, what is this? Kind what of space is high space high heels. Yeah, yeah. space heels. Donald, good, bad, and different Jedi, not Jedi, Secret Jedi, Bounty Hunter, it's Star Wars Underworld. We know. Now we know this series really existed. Uh, so we're going to dive into this here a little bit. But for me, first, Joseph, when, when it started popping around, I popping up, I don't want to be the guy who was like, not real, not real. And then you find out again, whatever this was, was real. It was shot yeah. 10, 9, 10 years ago. But nothing of the footage showed George Lucas. Nothing showed Rick McCallum. Ronald D. Moore is even on set. <laughs> the guy who supposedly helped write 50 of the scripts of the Battlestar Galactica showrunner. So that got me up. But So it does make sense that this could be some kind of test footage for a production studio. This is what that studio does. And they've worked on shows before. Yeah. It's, it's a legit company here in LA. So that's kind of the opening preamble yeah. about this. What do you think about this footage?
1: I, I enjoyed watching the footage. It felt right. Of its time, yes. it felt like it felt like somebody trying to make a gritty Star Wars show, and they had prepared for that by watching, you know, seven seasons of Twenty Four. It felt <laughs> I'm, I'm a big Twenty Four fan. Yeah. E- even the uh, the yeah. later seasons that yeah. <laughs> they get to be a little adventurous, a <laughs> little much. Um, but it it felt of its time. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and, and it and it, it to me it, it it read like test footage of like because mm-hmm. there were some things that are like, Oh wow. What if we spent a lot of money on watching a ship land, which we know is always very important to George Lucas to, you yeah. know, you watch Clone Wars animated series, mm-hmm. the, every ship you watch it land all the way. So you can see it's different landing gears come yeah. out. <laughs> so you get that here. And then there's some shots that look great. And then some shots that look kind of awkward, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, there's like the, a blaster fight where they're standing like two feet away from each other in. and, Everyone appears to miss everyone, yeah. not just a stormtroopers can't shoot joke, but yeah. it just really like, are you trying not to hit each other? So it, it's it's a mixed bag. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, to me, and it really does look like, let's do a lot of the things that we would want to do. How much does even five minutes of this cost? Yeah. Yeah. We know the big, big problem. The series not happening back in uh, the
2: mid 2000s. Uh, yeah. Lucas had announced it at a celebration, like, hey, we're doing this money, money. Yeah, we we're looking, you know, high budget back then. Technology couldn't do it. This is why I think George is probably fascinated with The Mandalorian about yeah. shootings and that stuff. So uh, our friend Hello Greedo did a little video I checked on, and, and he made a good point, and he would know. He's a Star Wars Stormtrooper costume kind of guy, uh, clearly part of his brand. He said this is more, this is definitely, uh, you can order this set. I forget how we referred to it as, but the Stormtroopers, uh, the, the costumes weren't weren't screen they were, they accurate weren't or Lucasfilm
1: test level. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I have no idea whether it's real or not, you know, yeah. but it, it definitely did evoke, I think what that series might've looked like.
2: And that's the big question I want to pose right here with Disney plus with everything going. This fifty scripts allegedly sitting around from back in the day.
1: A lot of them have been like uh, 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 parts taken for Clone Wars. Yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, could you
2: rework them anyways? Could you mm. convince George to come back? Rick McCallum <laughs> to come chomp some gum? Hey, Ronald D. Moore, you know, and always work. What's the show he did after Battlestar that a lot of people Outlander. uh, Outlanders, right? Yeah, Outlander. Um, you know, could it work at
1: any level to bring that show back in some capacity? Oh, the, the Underworld? Disney plus it. Eh, I don't know. I think my instinct is a fan for myself. Uh, just my own personal taste is this might be one of those times to listen to the Force and the Jedi and say, let go. Uh, <laughs> I To me, what's exciting about it when I watched it is my main thought was, I hope the Cassian Andor series uh, includes him going to Coruscant yes i definitely want to see more of coruscant more of the underworld and i want to see what it was like when it was the full Mm -hmm. lockdown of the empire and that real you know horde class system that that's going on coruscant and i I think that's what i think more than anything about this is i feel like the cassian andor series is gonna be something like this yeah yeah same same time period i'm only really interested in this time period if it's got you know, the right character.
2: Yeah, I uh, totally. And then uh, there'd be a potential problem. If George, they bring him back, they <laughs> get him back into the fold. Oh my God. George is back involved in Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars underworld. And then, Someone has to go, well, George, you can't put that in there. Uh, It contradicts uh, uh, some of the other canon. "Mm, I don't care. (laughs) We've established that uh, Tuca cats are only on these plants. Yeah, no, no. So that could be a problem. But it's always fun to think. Uh, To our next door we go. And this is Jake Lloyd's mother, uh, Lisa, uh, addressed Jake Lloyd's health and his schizophrenia diagnosis. Read from Cinnablin here. So, look, without a doubt, we we know uh, Jake Lloyd's life just yeah, has had some problems, the 2016 arrests, uh, dropping from the public eye. When he was in the public eye, he, he quit acting about 2001, but he was appearing at some conventions and there's some some pretty contentious interviews and stuff about Star Wars and okay. clips. He's, he's, he's rightfully so, probably not at peace with Star Wars, <laughs> uh, but she kind of came out i have to be honest i don't remember what set it up but it was just an update uh, general public he was back a few uh, i think in 19 he was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenia uh, schizophrenic and also a second disease i'm going to mum- uh, mumble jumble how to pronounce this a uh, uh, no a and no so and a yeah Not making fun of it i don't know um a lot of S's and O's. Uh what that means though, what what it is is it's uh he does not have insight into his uh paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah. So he just doesn't kind of doesn't know what he's suffering sometimes. Um uh, paraphrase it for for a dummy like me. Uh also I didn't know this. His sister Madison passed away at twenty-six. That's very sad. Uh but she did say his health and ongoing improvement is more important. She talked about him being just a you know, nice guy, general, just nice to be around, entertaining, uh, funny uh, guy. He's 30 now uh, and uh, just want to give an update and that they appreciate the love and support. So oh, that's great. That's an update on it. I I, I, I want to ask you, you know, we just saw Ahmed Best kind of return to Star Wars. It's yeah. Different path. He's in a different place in life. Um uh, he's also hosting the game show that's coming out there, the Jedi Game Show, and everything. Uh, Jake Lloyd has every right to never step back into Star Wars again. Yeah, is there a path to any kind of redemption from us, the fans? What would we have to do as fans?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's the the big thing mm-hmm. of of yeah, the, the whatever you thought of Phantom Menace in in '99, there's mm-hmm. no reason ever that a child actor deserved yeah. to take any heat for any opinions that yeah. anybody had about the Phantom Menace or the writing or the directing. Mm. Um and that I it, and I think it is it is such an important question because, you know, we saw such uh awful pushback against uh the character of Rose Tico just because mm-hmm. of who Kelly Mertran Tran yeah. is and, you know, people rally around her at celebration and it, Ahmed Bests mm. kind of uh uh I don't want to say redemption because he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. His renaissance yeah. in in the fandom, partially, I think, stimulated by everybody going, "Hey, whatever opinions anybody ever had about Jar Jar, it's not it's not his fault." Yeah. And and him being really open about it was really hard but for me did. when people were angry at me for doing my job. Yeah. Uh. And he's been so open about it that it does make you as a Star Wars fan go. Hey, look! It would feel so good to give Ahmed Best a standing ovation at celebration. Yeah, could we ever do that for Jake Lloyd? Could we ever make that make his experience better for him in any way? Yeah, and I get. For for me, they I, I think being positive about him, mm-hmm. you know, on social media, I think um, if it if he and and everyone around him thought it was good, it'd be great to just see him do. Mm. A panel at Celebration or even a walk-on. Yeah. But to me, it's it's all about what, what would be best for him. Yeah. I know, like, from my perspective, I would love to be in a panel and be able to uh, applaud for him. Yeah. And be able to just show, hey, yeah. thank you for being a part of Star Wars. Thanks to you for what you contributed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be lovely for... Uh, us to be able to do that in whatever way is going to be best for him
2: this is uh, we talk about entry points in star wars and when you first watched it and everything i mean phantom menace anakin uh, seven nine years old that range if you're watching it that that's that's your anakin in a lot of ways that's, yeah. that's you have a different connection to that character that's part of what the the healing around ahmed best came from is a lot of people going like there's problems with it yeah what, i it, grew up loving this. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: Huh? Yeah. Why do Why do people hate him so much? They're mad about the Pez dispenser. Is that what? (laughs) So it could be that again,
2: uh, his health, his continued health, any kind of improvement. Times have changed enough too. Where when he even uh, 2016 got arrested, it was. It was it was punchline fodder not necessarily for you or me or a lot of the people listening but it was that punchline stuff it of, was. ah that kid look what happened to him
1: yeah I mean a bunch of tweets mm-hmm. of like you know this is pod racing because he yeah. got arrested for a car related thing and just like uh, I a, it, troubling I, reactions to it yeah you know, yeah, troubling it, reactions. yeah and I I I think if a move if a star Wars movie comes out and there's a, any actor, I I Mm -hmm. think, you know, I think we're getting better as a society where, where if people start doing that, everybody else comes in and goes, no, you don't attack a human being for their creative, choices you, yeah you can criticize their creative choices but do not attack the human being
2: uh yeah and i like when that kind of when you can use social media for that kind of power when the, when the actor from the from uh the cosby show days was a Je- uh, jeffrey uh gosh i forget his name but when he got you know was gut outed working at T- trader joe's and people made fun, oh, and, yeah. and, and the pushback to like no no we're not gonna let this happen yeah uh i think it just from now until back to 2016 the 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 the, the, the focus on mental health and all those kind of things i think i think there, there would be a different reaction even now it's yeah. not the 2016 is not long ago no. <laughs> and you can tell so hey we wish the best for jake here at force center uh maybe one day maybe one day that standing ovation that he deserves will come at some sort of big event but even if he never does we will uh be supportive of him here final story of the day hey alan harris uh, actor he was 81 years old he portrayed Bosk in Empire Strikes Back. He passed away. Sadly, he also played Stormtroopers in all three of the movies. He was a male model back in the day and actually left that uh, to do some acting. Oh, just, I love knowing that. Yeah, yeah, right to be
1: Bosque. Like, are <laughs> oh, you're, you're a pretty guy, huh? I'm uh, getting this. <laughs> Bosque has yeah. always made me feel like buying cologne. <laughs> right. <laughs> Smell like Now Bosque. I know why. Uh,
2: yeah, he was in, again, New Hope is a, sto- a stormtrooper. He played in uh, all three movies. was not the stormtrooper that hit his head, as we know, from uh, Jamie Stangroom's uh, doc. Uh, so he passed away. We want to pay our, pay our respects to a, a man who played one of, uh, I think, just Four Center's favorite characters. And a lot Absolutely. of people's favorite characters. And Joseph, I, I want to ask you, what's your favorite memory? of Bosk or your headcanon story that you formed around Bosk.
1: Oh, man. I, I loved this character so much growing up. Uh, I think I've mentioned uh, many times my brother and I you know, would... Uh we, we would pick favorites. Uh, mm. I was Kirk and he was Spock. Uh, I was He-Man and he was uh, man at arms. There's a lot, lot, lot of choices made, even down to the bounty hunters. And he was all about Boba Fett and I was yeah. all about Bosk. So Boss was my, That's my bounty guy. hunter and my, uh, my action figure and everything about him. I've, I've come to love and appreciate, but you know, I think hey, for, uh, Alan Harris's, uh, performance, any sort of headcanon of just, I have the headcanon that Boss is really torturing that imperial officer that that imperial officer <laughs> know he knows that imperial officer doesn't want them on board and but <laughs> Bosk knows like we got called in because you're an idiot so i'm just i'm gonna kind of curl my toe at you and growl at you and yep. make you as uncomfortable as humanly possible <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: that's that's true there's a lot of uh, a lot of subtext going on yeah the treatment of bosk uh, I do love Bosque. I love the figure design. Uh, that old Kenner figure really pops. Yeah, that yellow, and then yeah, it has a, a weird
1: blaster that he has uh, to hold uh, weird because he has different dance. hands. Yeah,
2: and just to have. You know, that character, which is, is connected to Doctor Who, right? That's the one that's Yeah, the so the, the outfit, outfit is from
1: yeah. the ten, the Doctor Who serial, The Tenth Planet. Yeah. Uh,
2: Bosk is not in Doctor Who himself. That would be interesting. Sadly. That'd be a crossover we <laughs> want to see. But just growing up, just like, you know, this weird world of Star Wars, especially if you saw New Hope first, and then to have it expand so great at Empire Strikes Back. And then here's, where, hey, you'd expect that guy in the cantina. And now he's on a Star Destroyer as a bounty hunter. Yeah. It works
1: for me. So cool. And yeah, I love him in Battlefront 2, throwing those dioxys grenades and saying, Breeze, did Gets me all the time.
2: Bosk. <laughs> is tough on me. So uh, rest in peace, Alan Harris. Thank you for your work in Star Wars. That's the news. We're almost out of here taking a quick break. But before we do that, we're going to do our Force Center Recommends, a audiobook we think you should try out on us.
1: That is right, because we all have Clone Wars fever these days. And we are going to recommend Dark Disciple by Christy Golden.
2: A Just great, a great one. It's a great book, an underrated read taken from old Clone Wars episodes. Uh, so to download your free audiobook today, go to Audibletrial.com slash Center. Again, that's Audibletrial.com slash Center for your free audiobook. We can take a quick break so we can reset. On the other side of this, we're gonna look at Leia and the Rise of Skywalker.
0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
3: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
2: And we're back here on 4Center about ready to look into the legacy of Leia. Uh, Joseph, this is going to be a great discussion. This is a character important to all of us. And and we're going to hear from someone who Leia is even more important to. Uh, uh, Jennifer's coming up here in a second.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, We knew that we wanted to talk about Leia in The Rise of Skywalker because she is such an important character. And we thought, man, we would be so great if Jennifer could be here. And then we thought, why don't we just ask her to send in some thoughts? Uh, So we did.
4: One of the biggest surprises of The Rise of Skywalker for me was seeing how big of a presence Leia had in the film. I was glad that they had enough previous footage of Carrie Fisher to create her final performance. And while not all of the scenes were successful in my mind from a technical standpoint, overall, I really liked that in the story, Leia is not just a mentor, she's a master. When Ray called Leia master, I got chills. As a kid, The one thing I wanted to see was Leia training to be a Jedi. So to have her finally receive the title of Master, it was really important to me both for the story and as a fan. Later on in the movie when they actually showed Leia training with Luke in the flashback scene, it was beyond magical. I thought the visual effects were perfect. They probably were so seamless because they used Carrie's real-life daughter, Billy Lord, as the Leia stand-in. But that short moment in the film was really the only thing I have ever wanted to see since I first heard Yoda say, there is another. For years, I dreamed about what could be. Leia is a Skywalker, after all. So my kid brain knew that if one day they ever showed Leia on screen again, she would be just as powerful a Jedi as Luke, if not more. I wanted to see that. The kid in me needed to see that. I never really cared about whose Rey's parents were. For me, the question I wanted answered on screen is, did Leia train to be a Jedi? Thankfully, The Rise of Skywalker delivered that answer. So at the end of the film, when Luke and Leia are standing side by side as Force ghosts, I felt like the saga was finally complete. The title, Arise Rise of Skywalker, can refer to Ben Solo. He is a Skywalker also, after all. Or it could refer to Rey choosing to continue the Skywalker legacy. But I think the title refers to the Skywalker family. And Leia is an integral part of that. It is because of Leia that Ben abandons the dark side. And it's Leia's lightsaber and additional Luke's that Rey uses to defeat Palpatine. For years, I dreamed about what could be. The rise of Skywalker gave me what was. Leia was a Jedi. Leia had a lightsaber. And like any good Jedi master, she was committed to helping Rey learn how to use her Force powers for good. Leia wanted people to find their inner strength and succeed. And in hearing stories from the sequel trilogy's cast members and crew, that's what Carrie Fisher wanted as well. She was a mentor and a master. A master artist, that is. The Rise of Skywalker honors the legacy of Leia and the legacy of Carrie Fisher. And even though both the character and the actress are no longer with us, the impact they made on pop culture and in our lives will live on forever.
2: There you hear. Gosh. Jennifer's so good, number one. <laughs> yes, she is it's great with words, great with that voice. She could do a
1: VO of a of a, of a documentary any day. Oh in my yeah, life. yeah. Man, I'm um, uh, moved. I'm yeah. emotionally moved by Jennifer talking about herself being uh,
2: emotionally moved. I think it's so great the, the 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 master, the mentor, and and how well that all that all that all just comes from Carrie. And I think that's what Jennifer. One of the things she really captured in there, what it means to her, and 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 seeing hearing maybe almost like Jennifer is a little girl as an adult who's a parent watching the movie and that little girl inside Jennifer getting to see what actually was. Yeah.
1: That's pretty powerful. Yeah. The fulfillment of that promise. And I think how much, you know, Carrie Fisher has talked so publicly about her bond with Leia, and how much they're kind of, inseparable mm. and you you get to hear from daisy ridley all these funny stories and yeah. all the you know advice i think there's that great article from a couple years back where the, daisy ridley and and carrie fisher are being interviewed together and carrie fisher is being her great mm. outspoken outlander self saying don't let him do this to you don't <laughs> let them do that <laughs> yeah to you. and and i think jennifer is so uh, astute to to yeah. highlight you do feel that Mm-hmm. That similarity and just seeing uh Leia look at Ray being like, I know the kind of stuff that you're gonna have to face and I wanna help you through it, just like Carrie Fisher said. Mm-hmm. I- I've been down this uh space hero uh road yeah, Ridley <laughs> Let me let me tell you how how I think you could uh, you could go down it you know with with the benefit of my wisdom in that connection. It's really powerful.
2: So uh, thank you, Jennifer, for for sharing that. Uh, uh, Jennifer means an important part of Force Center, and we couldn't talk about Leia without hearing from her.
1: That's right. So uh, now let's dive into some of our own Leia thoughts and talk. Uh, Jennifer said at the beginning of of her piece uh, about the actual footage. So let let's start with the footage because yeah. I think that is you got to get past. Whatever you might feel about the footage to get into the heart of what's happening with Leia in mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, so Ken what did you think did you think it was uh distracting well done respectful? How does it compare to other c g i in the history of star wars yeah which which one of the
2: one of the big misses for me was Leia and rogue One in the sense of like oh i don't know that might not stand the test of time. Wars. I think the Tarka One looks good so so
1: Yeah, and I should should clarify CGI in that putting her in a different different costume, putting her in a different place. Obviously, I I know it is Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah, but
2: yeah, or even General CGI and Star Wars or something, Spotty. So that was in my head going into this when when this all was announced and everything. So I think it was handled great. I think it was handled respectfully. I think it generally looked good. I understand what Jennifer's saying. Um, It was at times distracting because it couldn't not to be distracted. if that makes right, sense right right we're all aware and yeah. we're all star wars fans there uh, might be some fans out there or casual fans who are going to see a movie on friday night you're like i would do is that lady pass away Or anything? we're all so hype we were just all aware so from the first moment on it, you're, every, every moment uh it, it was like i had a couple times where i had to be like don't analyze what clip from F- force awakens they yeah edited. which scene did this yeah. come from yeah uh, some of the some of the dialogue around them. This, I like the snap scene. I like a lot. Uh, yeah, I do I too. You know, we know Rose doesn't get a ton in this movie. It's a great little moment. She huffs away from uh, Snap, and and he's just being Snap about it's it. Failed and, positivity. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of it did work. I understand though. I I I wasn't not thinking about it the whole time. I was. Yeah. I was always on my mind. Like, wow. Okay. This is what they did. This is what they did.
1: Do you think if you were not a diehard Star Wars fan who talks about it in multiple podcasts a week. Right. Uh, Do you think you would have known? Would you have sensed something?
2: I don't think I would have known. Yeah. Because it does not... You you could say maybe it doesn't look perfect, but really it doesn't look wrong to me. No. I just was always so aware. That's why I can't separate myself from that. Yeah. But just on on a standalone basis, like... The way some movies, a lot of movies are made, like even some Marvel movies, at times come over, come off almost animated to me. Even the shots of Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, or yeah. Robert Downey Jr. And, and and Spider Boy up on that old planet there. <laughs> like I'm like, it's just so. I don't know what the word. It's There's so something about your, yeah, yeah.
1: Your brain knows that isn't. Isn't real, not yeah. even in like a bad uncanny valley way, but you, you yeah, just know, no. you just know, it, it, uh, obviously, if it, it, even if it looks amazing, you know that it, Tom Holland is not another planet. Yes. When you see a movie where Tom Holland's, uh, you know, ordering something at Dunkin' Donuts in New York or whatever, like, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. Tom Holland. He's at Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, just <and> Robert <laughs> Downey
2: Jr.'s wearing all black with some dots on his face and not in that Iron Man outfit. And yeah. so sometimes you just, I can't help. So there was... But all that considered, that's why I don't think it would stand out to anyone who did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I think for me, it was more trying to get my mind out of, as I've called it, like the Mad Lib game of thinking like, ooh, we have this line? How, you know, who, who's going to, what kind right. of scene can we make out of mm-hmm. if this person said this thing to her? But really, to me, just having seen it now six times, the, compared to like Tarkin. Mm -hmm. compared to the cgi of young carrie Mm -hmm. fisher in rogue one and again i know those are cgi facial creations which is not what's happening here Mm -hmm. but to me they're similar in that you know that there is some element of this that is not real she's in a different environment she's in a different costume she is you know having different conversations than originally intended Intended, but for all that in the you know history of star wars cgi this is so good mm. and so respectful. Uh and I think if anything, there's just a sort of a pining for what would these scenes have been, yeah, you know, if she were here. What you know, what uh fun ad libs would she have maybe yeah. requested yeah, or demanded, yeah. you know, or uh weird, interesting choices mm. would she have, have made. So I think there's that. Mm. Uh imagining a better world where Carrie Fisher was uh alive to do these scenes. Would you want her to be more active? Would you have wanted her to physically go to uh, Kylo slash Ben? Or do you think you, even if she were alive that there's still power in the way it was done?
2: I mean, it's, to me, so powerful in the way it's done. So, you know, to to imagine it is, is a bit of a struggle for me because I imagine just if her, her being there would drastically change, obviously, the options and what they would do. So let's just try to I'll try to look at it from the point of what the story we have is there anything I'd like to see different? Her face to face with Ben, that would be pretty powerful. Now yeah. you know, Carrie. I think Carrie when when she was engaged could be a tremendous performer, tremendous actor uh, as a stage you know one woman show performer. She's great. So I know she didn't feel as comfortable in Force Awakens yet. There's some of those things where she wasn't getting there. And 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 Ryan, um, I think got some great stuff out of her in in Last Jedi. So if she was had ramped up like she was like all right i got over all the jitters right, yeah. i'm back i'm being i'm i'm, I'm carrie fisher young starlet from the 70s and, and early 80s again yeah here we go because, uh, you know, I love her when Harry Met Sally. It's one of my favorite movies. She's she's great in that. Uh, uh, so uh, the burbs, anything you want. So, she's
1: great in her uh, cameo in Scream
2: 3. Scream, she's always great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Silent Bob Strikes Back. She's good. <laughs> um, so I think she would have really given a performance she'd be comfortable and happy with. So her going against Adam Driver, one-on-one in any kind of scene. Yeah. yeah
1: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so – we we had heard different discussions in rumbling that uh, the way it kind of ended up is that yeah, Force Awakens for the older generation was Han's movie, mm-hmm. and uh, Last Jedi was Luke's, and maybe Rise of Skywalker was going to be Leia's movie. There'd been you know uh, reports of Kathleen Kennedy and Carrie Fisher having that conversation. conversation. So if it had been. Leia's movie in the same way that it had been Han and Luke's movie. Both Han and Luke go through an arc. They both question some of their heroic foundation and refine it. Mm. How do you think this would have been Leia's movie? Do you think she would have gone through an arc? And by definition, an arc, you have to have a flaw mm-hmm. that you're overcoming. Mm. What do you what do you think of that arc, the potential for what, what at this stage in Leia's life would have made sense, been respectful for her to be struggling with?
2: Uh, uh, Leia, the end of Last Jedi. So I'll go there. She, she does seem to lose a little bit of hope, right? Just yeah. for a second. So it may be for her to build off that a little bit more what's one of the things we always love and respect of the character of Leia she's going to stick in this she's here it's time to go here Luke i'm so sorry you lost this guy you just met you know uh, here's a blanket let's go fight yeah uh, that's <laughs> one of the things we love and and uh fikesteen strong because that's Carrie Fisher so if she goes through a crisis of faith uh i'd be interested in that but i'd be really interested to see her what i think she does get to in the movie Leia does something not not selfish but she does or for herself it's obviously for the greater good but leia leia isn't like i got to stick around to lead i got it it's like all the all the things are in place and her laying down her life for kylo is for the greater good of the galaxy the return of ben but you know what i mean it's like that's a decision she kind of had to make for her and i always see her as doing what what what's going to be best for everyone else so in the end you're going to hey look she's the Kylo being dead and, and Ben being reborn is something that's good for the galaxy. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like and her struggling, how do I do that? Am I ready to leave? Does she get to have conversations of Poe? Come here. Come here, you dummy. Are you ready? I might have to go. Yeah. Like, we never had those direct, and if there's a fear, and letting go in any way, shape, or form, because she's such a strong character.
1: I think that's great. Uh, there's, you know, so much exploration that they get to do in the books, even going yeah. back to the first book, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, where she's thinking about that. Hey, uh, the torture mm-hmm. uh, on mm-hmm. Death Star was not fun, to put it lightly. And, you know, a lot of the Bloodline and uh, Leia Princess Valdron books in the comics get to wrestle with this i have been raised to be mm. dutiful and, and do do my job yeah. and, and remain strong and uh you know my emotions you know are a strength but they'll they'll take back seat to i gotta be the leader i yeah. gotta be the hope i gotta keep things alive i gotta keep things going and i think you're right we do see that buckle just a little bit yeah. and then kind of be immediately restored by luke uh right. coming right. back this the idea that her art could be even if it was the same story and it was yeah i had this vision long ago that the end of my at the end of my jedi mm. path was my son dying yeah and she was afraid of what that meant and afraid to let go you know even if they played the like my health has been deteriorating right since the the space exposure um and mm. the stress of holding this all together the stress of leading yeah all these people I've been trying to get Poe and Finn and Ray to where they need to be. But then to just go down to the soul of the person and say, I'm not ready to let go. Yeah. You know, mm. that can, can I relinquish control? Like that would have been a fascinating moment of mm. in order for everything to really truly move forward. She has to uh, truly let Poe lead yeah. or, you know, if she if she gets the moment where she knows, What I have to do is go to Ben, but am I, am I ready to be done? Is this the right moment? And, or even the, like you were saying, like, that'd be great dynamic to play with. Um, I, this is, I think this is right for the greater good, but it's also just what I want to do as a mother for Mm -hmm. myself. But I know when I do that, I'll be done. Yeah. Am I being irresponsible? You know, right. and, and getting to you know have that crisis of conscience and come to, no, this is this is what needs to be done. That that would have been really amazing just, to just, see, kind of dived yeah. into at the same depth of as Luke's internal crisis right. was for Last Jedi.
2: To give her those beats as a performer, because we get some of the walking off, uh, you know. I got to go do this type of thing but to actually see it on her face to see her wrestle with it that's that's yeah. that's what was
1: lost for Yeah. Yeah. Well let's uh let's have some fun talking mm-hmm. about what was there and all of the uh, the wonder of it. Uh, for you what's the power of Leia being a Jedi master to Rey? Uh, do you have headcanon about what that means for Leia's in her relationship to the Force? Uh, I
2: number one it just it is just in a word, powerful. In a word, like Jennifer said, a fulfillment of, of some of that stuff we we were presented back in in the early '80s, and like to yeah. finally see to see it there. I I think what it means to me in terms of Leia's relationship and the Force and the, is that it was never really gone and buried because you even get a sense you get a sense of bloodline that there's kind of this um, it it kicks in when she needs it. Right? Yeah, and even in the last Jedi kind of kicks in when he needs it. Though the book. The Book version explains a little bit more of the connection to Rey, doing it for Rey and everything, but it's not just simple survival because Leia, Princess Alderaan, that's where it first starts to like, that's weird. I
1: that felt weird, <laughs> like, yeah. And there's I like a, a moment where she doesn't even know that she did yeah. something where she jumped extra far to yes. save someone and she doesn't even realize it. it is, and we, yeah. the audience, get to go like, yes, you used the
2: force, you used Leia, the force. you don't know it. So to have to for me now, to, to especially now that we know, but to have even if the end of Jedi, Return of the Jedi, as we know it. Hey, this is what you got that it w- it was there that she did think about it she did use it. she did study, and that she knows enough and is comfortable enough to continue to train rays pretty interesting and powerful to me, yeah, that says to me that her relationship with the force was always pretty strong once she was introduced to it
1: yeah, formally <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah for me the the power of her being a jedi master like the yeah the first time i did, the in, in multiple viewings that was a that was a, mm-hmm. a tear up moment. Mm-hmm for me when ray turns and says yes master because it is is just as jennifer said the fulfillment of the promise from mm-hmm. 1980 of no there is another and, and luke saying you know it, mm-hmm. you have that power too in time you will yeah. learn to use it as i have it's just it's yeah. so right there uh, of what's next so to see it fully fulfilled is powerful mm-hmm. but just after the events of last jedi and ray is s- sitting there mm-hmm. With that broken saber with Luke having passed in peace and purpose and saying, you know, how are we going to build everything? And Leia saying we have everything we need suddenly becomes much more personal of, oh, yeah, this hadn't been my path. I had walked away from it for multiple reasons, Mm -hmm. but I see you need this now. And for Leia to take on that, not only is she doing everything we saw in Resistance Reborn of like, uh, who are we going to communicate with? Where are we going to get the resources? we got to go to Moncala. Cala. got to keep training mm-hmm. up Poe and support this Finn guy because he seems like a leader. All, also, i got to find some private time. Oh, I'm, st- I'm grieving for my husband, my brother, and several <laughs> of my best friends that have known my entire life. But also, mm-hmm. I need to open myself to the force, remember all that training I had. Decades ago and get myself back fully in touch with the force Mm. so I can understand it so I can pass it on to Ray on an a on an emotional level and even a technical level. Yeah. 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 The actual lesson plan. (laughs) of Yeah. Like, here's your training course. Yeah. You know, and and in the visual dictionary, we learn that 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 same planet, Agent Class, is where Luke uh, trained Leia. And it's because it's a very verdant planet. With, filled with life and uh, filled with the force because of so much life. So we get a little bit there, but just that, Hey, yet another thing on my to do list. Yeah. Real quick. Open myself up to the force to, you know, on a, such a level that I haven't before to, to be at this masterful level. Mm-hmm. So I can help Ray.
2: I, I have to admit to being so focused on lay as a, as a leader, a, a, a leader in government, a leader in, in rebellion, a leader in the military that I was, Pleasantly surprised and and uh, um, happy to learn that she was the one teacher. It was something that didn't enter my mind a lot. Yeah, and shame on me. <laughs> I have to apologize to Olay a lot in my life. Uh, shame on me for not assuming that she could do it for no reason other than just that's not what you think.
1: Alea. Well, that's the way that some of the stories have kind of led that, us. Of like, she absolutely. she chose not. She didn't choose that path, right? You know? Yeah, I mean, the books do say that, and so that that's why
2: it really really did work for me too that yeah that she would uh have the training she would know it the relationship was there and then like that ray wouldn't be just cut adrift yeah you know lay, lay, uh ray is alone trying to learn this and she's struggling with some of that and who she is and all those things but i i i, I was really comforted by the idea of just like a day after, two days after the last Jedi events, like, all right, hey Ray, come in here, bring your books, let's start, let's yeah. start going over, this.
1: <laughs> let's start going over this, yeah. And it, there's a there's a fun headcanon to me that I wonder if any of the you know the novelization mm-hmm. and everything will will uh, focus on is if she hadn't really actively used the Force mm-hmm. in a long time, like she'd sensed people's intentions or like yeah, you yeah. know in in Bloodline she senses you know a disaster before it strikes, um, mm-hmm. but pulling herself back to safety. Mm-hmm. Pulling yourself back to uh, the Radis, uh, was that an awakening? Yeah, you know where she like really felt more mm-hmm. connected to the Force than she had in decades. I I I
2: took it as as such. And again, going back to what you just explained, Bloodline kind of makes it clear. Like she's she's busy doing governing. Yep. <laughs> Oops, I still have this thing. Uh, I'm, 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 when she gets the Force tingles, she listens. She gets. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> but I, I kind of. Not, not even on like a midi-chlorian level or a spiritual level, but just like a, oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> Open myself and it's there.
2: I, got, I forgot that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, powerful, powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the power is of Le- Leia being an actual, you know, mother to Ben, which is important to the narrative in The Rise of Skywalker, but she is also not just a master, but a maternal figure to Rey as well. So mm-hmm. in The Rise of Skywalker, she is a mother to both uh, Kylo and Ray. What, what do you think the power of that is, or what does that mean to you?
2: What it means to me is, is, uh, you know, the the importance of 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 mothers and the loss of mother comes up a lot in Star Wars. We talked about in the Poe novel, you know, we know Sherbet dies, Sherbet dies, Sherbet is, Bay dies, uh, from from Bambi's mother dying <laughs> all the way uh, to to uh, Lira. Or so, this is the thing. So, but to have her still alive and well and and, and have that effect on Kylo. And have that be the one that he has in Last Jedi. He t- he just can't get over the hump. I just really like honoring that that kind of connection and seeing it. And I think it's important for Rey because we we're presented with her searching for a lot of father figures, which she she clearly needed and and, and benefited from there. But to actually have it in the end settle on this mother figure, uh, I I thought was something was always been needed in star wars we got to play around with that a little bit more see the connection before she passed away yeah got to, the, the character goes
1: yeah got to see uh you know the mother in action up to yeah. a point yeah i think it's to a me the real
2: answer but but yeah
1: yeah i think there's a power to me uh in the sequel trilogy being a lot about the older generation passing things on and the younger generation being uh trapped with a baggage and being tempted to play with the idea of, Oh, the nostalgia of it all is overwhelming. And maybe we should just kill the past and be done with it all. Yeah. But then also learning to like, Oh no, we, we can learn from it. Uh, Leia is such an example of don't, don't throw away the past. Mm. You know, she is this powerful leader, master mother. So lots of different, uh, viewpoints of what an elder can be. Yeah. Uh, but all kind of rolled into one. And she's just such a great symbol of like, that's the part of the past that you do not need to leave behind. She's the shining example of there's much to learn Mm -hmm. from the past and such a a healthy maternal figure. If you accept the viewpoints of parents of like, they should help you grow so you can go on. Mm. And the fact that she's really, that's what she's really doing for Poe. And we get an implication she's doing it for Finn. Super explicit that she's doing it for Ray of like I'm trying to tell you everything that I know so you can go on your way. So you can, you know, learn from my mistakes. And mm-hmm. it's just I think it's really powerful of the the past matters and, and Leia is a symbol of the part of the past that does matter and should be carried forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I and then just the mother connection between Ben and Ray is just fascinating.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, as it as it should be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. what what do you feel is unique? Well, I guess he, uh, what, I'm, what i what I want to ask is, hmm. R- 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 Leia can be seen as a mother figure to Rey and as a Jedi master. Yeah. How do you feel about those two things kind of overlapping? Uh, uh, overlapping? I I do I feel overlapping?
2: I I I would I would think there'd be a little bit of a dividing line that she would need to. You know, I, I wonder what kind of conversation she has had with Ray that had nothing to do with the force. Yeah. And, 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 and you talk about the Carrie Fisher thing, yeah. you know, and, and with Daisy Ridley. There's that great clip of I told her not to go through the crew like wildfire. And everyone's <laughs> laughing. But it's like uh, we know uh, that would be valuable, valuable, too, to someone who's just been alone on, on a planet by herself And Ray could even have some stuff to teach to Leia of just, you know, sticking with who you are, finding out who you are, remembering who you are. But also just so I'd like I'd like there to be a divided line that they're both kind of the same in in some regards. But um, I'd love to hear in my head canon. Those are the conversations I want to hear just as much as how you lift things or how you hear the Jedi.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just that idea yeah. of yeah, like hey, you know, you haven't been around the galaxy much, right, so yeah. look at that. This is the, this is the way some people are going to talk to you. They're going to yeah. say nice things, but they'll really want something else. They're going to do this. That's they're going to do yeah. that. Don't trust this kind of person. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey uh, you've had a lot of trauma in your young, young life. Uh, so have I. So have here's I. some coping yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think what I was struggling toward and was not able to articulate myself is it, it's just, it's another great perspective of the evolution of the Jedi. For Leia yeah. to go, yeah, sure, I will be your Jedi master. I will, you know, adopt, yeah. you know, I will uh, uh, open myself up to my heritage. Hmm. Uh, but that doesn't stop me from kind of being a, a surrogate mother as well. Right. So for the Jedi to be able to, I think the Jedi probably would have frowned on the idea of... So you know, Leia's a gray Jedi, what are saying. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Necessary mothering. Necessary mothering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking <laughs> of Leia is a mother... Mm-hmm. Why do you think Leia is the one person that it seems Kylo couldn't bring himself to hate?
2: Yeah, that's I've been trying to find what I think on that. We'd have to talk to Kylo because <laughs> it's some on some level it's just that mother, the mother and child reunion. Man, come on, Paul Simon singing about it. Um, why, like, was he just more ashamed of what he did around her? Where, where he just was purely angry at Luke and purely angry at Han. I don't know. I think it would get to those levels of does he feel she wronged who who did who wronged him? Was was he seems a lot of like Han's gonna let you down. Han's gonna let you down. It seems like yeah, yeah it
1: seems like Han was yeah. not there to put like a a yeah. band-aid on the knee scrapes or group. said, "Yep, we can go out flying as soon as I get back from this race." And yeah. oh, oh, Han stayed out a little late with Chewie yeah. again. Like it seemed like just some mm-hmm. you can really just infer some basic uh, dad yeah. mistakes. Yeah, and um yeah you know, Luke's gonna try to distant? kill you. Yeah. yeah.
2: Emotionally distant. Luke's gonna try to kill you.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and Luke's gonna be really hard on you. You're never gonna be good enough for him. You're never gonna live up to his legend. She might have done the worst of all of it, which was sent me away, maybe
2: in his mind, but maybe he can just he's just I think he's more I just in that I've always remembered that last Jedi shot of of a little bit of, of fear. And and that final bridge too far. If I, if, you know, killing dad was one thing, but yeah. killing mom, it, am I ready to commit to that?
1: Yeah, didn't killing dad didn't do yeah. what the dark side claimed it would yeah, do yeah, for yeah. me. You know, it just did unbalanced me,
2: and I'm haunted by that. I'm haunted by that. Yeah, yeah. And can't
1: can't bring himself yeah. uh, to fire.
2: Yeah, I feel uh, bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, I. I <laughs> When Kylo, this is one of the, the ways where the sequel trilogy is pulling together for me great. Mm-hmm. Kylo in Force Awakens says, uh, You know, I heard it again, the light side mm-hmm. calling, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. He's trying to commit himself to darkness and he says, In Last Jedi, I've given everything to, to you, to the dark side. He, so he, he wants that. He's trying to mm-hmm. do that. And I start to see Leia as the light. Yeah, that Leia is that uh, symbolizes for him the part of himself that he can't deny or lie to himself about. Right. And specifically, you, you did a great job running down the litany of, hey, I can. Kylo says, I I want to be angry. I want mm-hmm. to be the dark side. Here are all these things I can blame on my father. Right. Here are all these things I can blame on my master uh luke skywalker and my uncle and in particular Mm. igniting that lightsaber and i can i can demand for myself to see that event this Mm. way where it's all his fault right but even though leia sent him away which he could be mad about Mm. it seems to me like leia is the person that he can't no matter how hard he tries lie to himself about yeah like i think he knows deep down hey my dad made some mistakes but he's a good man Uh, my uncle Luke meant to do right by me, but he can push those things down and lie to himself and say, they're, they're (laughs) bad. They made mistakes. I'm the one doing the right thing. But he he, he gets to like on his, on his list of anger and mom sent me away and mom, 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 he can't, he can't come up with a reason, a lie that he can buy to himself about why Leia or Ghana. Yeah is to be hated i think that it is the chink in his dark side
2: yeah armor. i look you know and I, I we're reading the the rise of kylo ren comic series now where we're two issues in right and and i was rereading issue one this morning and just like when you talk about lying to himself about luke like he knows he's been talking to snoke yeah <laughs> so you know you yeah maybe from from some perspective maybe the choice wasn't made in the end but like He's talking to him. So you get the back of his head. He's probably like, yeah, you know, maybe maybe he should have done that because I'm going to I've got Snoke here in the corner and I'm going to I'm going to build my you know, So that hasn't happened. But I think that's a astute observation of just like, like no matter what I tell myself.
1: Yeah, it's 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 my mom. It's, I, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I can't. The, the lie doesn't stick when I try yeah. to tell myself it's it's my her fault, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, moving along. So how do you interpret what exactly is happening when Leia reaches out to Ben mm-hmm. and when she fades away after Ben does? What is your headcanon on, on all of that?
2: Right now I'm at a point where I look at that and I think, you know, he... He talks about how, you know, you you, you can't go back. Ben uh, Kylo talks about, you can't go back. You, we can't go back. We're too far. To, we're, we're both, you and I, Ray. Can't go back to her. Can't go back to in, her.
1: It, which, you know, yeah. to, to me, cements even more that she is the symbol of, like, yeah. I can't lie to myself. Yeah. And in, in, in the years since Last Jedi, when he's questioning anything, he's like, it doesn't matter. I, I'm down yeah. the path. You know, I, I've disgraced her. She she can never forgive me, and if Ray feels that way too, then she'll be as broken as I am. Yeah, so so, so it's it's really
2: it's it's really spiritual stuff to me, because cause yeah, if you go back to those moments, um, and hot damn, I missed seeing it in the theaters one more time. My week got away from me, so disappointed. But yeah, he's he's it it is kind of from a point of pain. He's not like you can't go back. He's like nope, you can never go back to it, just like me. You yeah. can't. Um, and. So to, to, to have kind of a a spiritual revival and redemption is because you feel you're too far gone. And then when you're shown that you're not, you're not too far gone and the forgiveness is there. So whatever she did, whatever the midi-chlorians helped her do, whatever George Lucas science can be used to explain, uh, sending her life essence to him or whatever, whatever it was, I haven't completely understood yet myself, but it represents to me that forgiveness that final, like, oh, uh, heaven's gates just opened up for me, and I thought they were locked forever. Yeah. And I think that that to me it takes it to a real spiritual level. To me, real yeah. spiritual plane.
1: Yeah, it plays great against the uh, end of Last Jedi when I think in some ways Kylo mm. is at his darkest. Yeah. Uh, his messed up looking face. And he says so spitefully, like, mm. did you come back to, you know, to apologize? Did you come back to save my soul? Mm-hmm.
2: You mm-hmm. know?
1: And looks like, no. Yeah. This is like totally the opposite of it, right? Yes. Of where he doesn't, he, he needs his mother. Yeah. To say it's okay. Um, yeah. And I, I totally take it as she could only do it at this, at at the exact right moment, Mm -hmm. uh, partially because of her choice, partially because of her vision about the end of her Jedi journey. Yeah. Uh, but also because the uh, effort it would take would potentially end her life. Right. Where she is. Yep. Uh, yeah. So just on the kind of like the poetry level of it that we have learned that Mm -hmm. he can stay committed to this dark side path because she is the symbol of light. She is the symbol of, uh, any possibility of forgiveness or redemption yeah. and he can, he can never go back to her. So for her to reach out and say, Hey, you you think you can never come back to me? Mm-hmm. So I'll come to you like uh, on, on an almost cosmic level. Yeah. I will, I will come to you. And I, and I, I like to, I think I've said this before. I like to feel like that just feels like, it, it within the force suddenly being hugged by your mother, like your, uh. your soul being hugged by your long lost mom is, yep. I think that's what I think he's feeling like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's visualized by him turning around, but you know, yeah, but uh, uh, feeling this, you know, immense, a, a, a feeling of relief and acceptance and joy and love, like I never thought I could experience again,
2: and then and then immediately followed by you know what happens with Han and in the, in the, in the the memory of Han. Yeah, like I think it's it opens. He's open to all that. He now he's open to that, and now he sees his path. Now he sees the final. He he couldn't. He could no longer to use your turn. No longer lie to himself about Han's final act. You and I have been really just on that the 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 compassion of Han in yeah, his final team, moments. Uh,
1: cheek touch. Team, <laughs> team, team cheek
2: touch. I think he's fully he's he's down on his knees he's down on his knees that's why i keep going to a spiritual center. it's yeah. a u2 song man he is down <laughs> on his knees uh, uh uh feeling it and opening it and, and, and 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 still hurting still sad and still knows he's got to make some make good yeah. <laughs> on some mistakes but um the forgiveness it's the it's the forgiveness and the force
1: yeah i feel like on an almost uh, to be nerdy about the sort of the whole idea of living force cosmic force uh-huh. that that the the act that takes such power is it is a, a like an emotional force projection like luke mm-hmm. force projected his his appearance yeah uh to create but this is almost like this emotional projection so that she's almost i don't think controlling kylo mm-hmm. but like writing with kylo kind of like attached to him Mm-hmm. And I think when Ray stabs Kylo, it, it does physically I don't think she yeah. has a burning hole, but I think it physically mm-hmm. it ends her. But I think her like there's some part of her spirit that is still yeah, yeah. alive within literally alive within Ben, which is why there's that keep keeping really, him alive. Yeah. 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 Uh, keeping him alive and, and keeping some essence of, of mm-hmm. like going back to luminous beings, are we? Yeah. Like her body passed. But she is still with Kylo until he gives that life. And, like, is Mm -hmm. that part of Leia's life? Yeah. That energy that he is passing on to Ray, And that that is that that beautiful moment of them both fading away at the same time.
2: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Right. Which is moving. Very moving. Uh, Yeah. And that's why I said not fully... You know, because I, I, you know, to get into the nitty gritty of, of of George's force mind, sometimes I, I keep saying it, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like what really actually happened. But I think you're right. I think I think I like the idea of of not that he being conversation with Lay at that moment, because I think they do go at the same time. It, but because like it's not like. Kenobi going and him suddenly talking to Luke but but to have some kind like she's there with him almost in that moment yeah
1: just like the the energy of her the spirit of her what she stood for what she fought for
2: yeah and and it might be something that we could get uh, a little more on perhaps in clarification but just a little bit more in the in the novel
1: yeah That I'm looking forward Uh, to that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, So when she uh, initially uh, lies down to reach out to Ben and to make that Mm -hmm. connection, uh, she is holding Han's medal.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, As people have pointed out, so that's not just fan service out of the blue that Han has given it to Chewie. It's been established in the movie. But it's interesting to me that the the dice had kind of been this symbol of Han and his legacy in The Last Jedi. Mm Mm-hmm so how do you feel about that choice do you think the dice and the metal are, are different kinds of symbols do you think the dice should have been carried over to that moment of uh rise of skywalker if jj hadn't cut his own scene in force <laughs> awakens maybe very <laughs> he, he re-established things. the uh yeah the the, the dice, dice in the cockpit and then yeah
2: i i like the choice of the metal here i like the choice of the metal uh because it also is going to connect to the Chewy moment a little bit later in the film. But I I like the choice of metal because that is a, a, to me, a a moment shared between Leia and Han. Yeah. The power of that wing. Yeah. Look, I remember some of the jokes jokes, and they're funny jokes. I love a good joke about Star Wars, but like, you know, is, uh, those dice are really tied to his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> like, <you> know, like, <laughs> yeah. It's not necessarily shared. Um, I think it takes uh, on a new meaning over the course of his life, yeah, and like, it's not yeah. just they were there prior to it. So but, if
1: Kira wants to reach out to <laughs> yeah. Kylo, yeah. You know,
2: um, but jokes aside, I just think it's a, that's a big shared moment in memory and a symbol of of what happened, a symbol of their past, a symbol of of who Han was. Yeah, uh, and that 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 would make sense that the little more uh, Han essences in that for this moment.
1: Yeah, hey, yeah, because I think maybe I think there's an interesting argument about Kylo having a relationship to those dice, particularly if JJ hadn't cut that scene. Yeah, <laughs> where he looks at him, right? Is it, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's some <laughs> Ryan Johnson interviews of dope. <laughs> yep. I uh, thought everybody would be very familiar with those, but, yeah. but it, since, you know, Kylo wanted to be like his dad, de- you know, there's a yeah. line in, um, uh, the Daniel Jose older novel, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I can't remember where, I can't remember where it's from. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of novels, but uh, establishing that Ben, you know, wanted to be a, a racer like his dad and the, that mm-hmm. the dice are the symbol of that side of Han of like right. the cool pilot, the cool racer. And maybe they meant something like that to Kylo of wanting to grow up to be like his dad. Yeah. Yeah. But for Leia, Reaching out to their son, mm-hmm. you're so right that that medal is about the two of them. Mm-hmm. In in so much as it's about Han, it's his reward for caring about something, right. turning around and doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, you go back to a new hope, and and mm-hmm. Luke is bummed that Han won't uh, yeah. help them. And Leia says, "Well, he's he's got to choose. No one can choose his destiny for him." Mm-hmm. And then he made the right choice, and that that. Is a symbol of this is a symbol of your dad making the right choice, yeah. And if he hadn't done that, son, you wouldn't be here. here. Uh, So I think it has a lot of weight in that uh, relationship, yeah. We
2: can't choose for you now, Ben. You got to do it, yeah. Uh,
1: We've talked a lot about Leia training as a Jedi. I want to dig just a little bit into this idea that one of the reasons Mm. that she surrendered her lightsaber to Luke, as they say in the movie is that she had a vision of her son's death at the end of her Jedi path. Mm. Uh, Mm. So the the way my head's been turning on that is that maybe at the time that was a, I don't don't see the details, I don't see how, but I don't know if this is the right path for me, along with other considerations that, you know, they talked about in a lot of uh, books and in comics about wanting to, feeling like her path is, is to be a, a politician yeah. and to be a leader that way. But just focusing on the element where it's, I'm not sure I want to continue this, mm-hmm. uh, starting from a place of ambiguity, and then her son falls and she doesn't still doesn't know, uh, is this moment going to become clear to me at any point? Yeah. I kind of like the headcanon of uh, Last Jedi, events of Last Jedi happens. She's open more to the force mm. and she has a little bit more clarity. Yeah. If she's opening to the force and she's meditating and she starts to see that moment that I thought was awful, mm-hmm. the death of my son, that me following this path will lead there mm-hmm. is actually a last hope for him mm-hmm. And enough that I would confide and tell Maz about it. So she understands what's happening right when it does that a moment will come. I will sense when that moment is, And that will be the moment for this vision that I had so long ago to be not a dark, horrible thing that happens because I'm a Jedi, but my last most Jedi like act of giving my life for the possibility Mm. of saving my son. Yeah. And that what had been a negative prophecy was potentially a positive one.
2: I love the I love those ever changing multi interpretation prophecy kind (laughs) of things. You know, I love that. I definitely see this, and I know this wasn't a favorite choice for some people watching the movie, and I and I respect where that comes from. I, I see this as led as you just described, reclaiming that path, like really going right or wrong. I did it, but also I think I think there's a lot of right in the decision uh, with 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 the other factors. Yeah, but in this moment, oh, not not necessarily this moment, but along like what you just said. Uh, uh, following the events of the Last Jedi uh, and, see, and this, having this awakening and going, no, you know what? Uh, we're back on it. And, and I'm not necessarily out fighting. I don't have my blade, and I'm a active Jedi Knight in a sense. Yeah. Um, you know. By the way, the institution doesn't exist really <laughs> right now. I'm on my own. I'm something else. And 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 we're back on it. You know. I need to because she could have even with Luke on could have. Yeah, sorry, Ray. We'll find you we'll find you someone. I don't know. We'll see if Terra Sanube's around. I don't know. We'll, yeah. <laughs> um you know what I mean? So I, I liked I I, I interpret it as kind of a, a of, of a getting back on the on the bike, so to speak, but getting
1: back on the on the journey. Yeah. Reclaiming what was hers. Reclaiming what was hers. And do you like the specific vision that her son's path uh, that her Jedi path would end with her son's Death and the the vision that somebody else would reclaim her lightsaber. Would that work for you, or was it too on the nose? No, it really it, it was powerful
2: to me. it, it adds a lot to Ray's story, Palpatine or no one, it doesn't matter to me. It adds a lot to Ray's story of of completing the journey too. That's to me the the bearing of the blades and yeah. the symbol of just like and and what you you said so well uh, coming out of the, our viewings of literally in 1980, the promise Yoda gets a promise, And this is the, it's, it's fulfilled over and over again in this movie and completed. And that Ray takes it home for, I think that makes it work for me. And that's yeah. why I got that versus, you know, I get, I get it. You know, I'd love to We'll never get that unless we get a book, a new Canon and give it to me, give Claudia gray who handles Leia so well of this tough decision yeah. to actually step aside. And, and after the camera shuts off, what does she actually say to Luke, you know? Yeah. Because is, is it I'm afraid? Does she run away? Does fear take over in that moment? Yeah. Because what you're describing, it would. And then and then later on, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have been fear. It should have been comfort. Yeah. But her son's still going to die, so how do
1: you deal with it? Yeah, yeah that's, it's a hard thing, you know. We'll never yeah. really get it, but. Yeah, I hadn't even thought uh, uh, you said such a great thing about the completing the journey, the idea mm. of the lightsaber that, that her vision is. Applies to both Ben and Ray. That yes, yeah. uh, her 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 sons end, uh, but it turns out more more positive than maybe it sounded. Mm. But also that idea of somebody will pick up this saber and complete my journey mm. makes this direct through line to Ray. Yeah, it's not just hey Luke and Leia were both nice to me, so I'll take their name. Of like that's that's a real connection to the literal her literal linea- lineage, yeah. right? Of yeah. like. This was my lightsaber. I built it as a Jedi. I reclaimed my Jedi destiny. I can't complete what I have set out to do as a Jedi, but I Mm -hmm. I have comfort knowing that somebody will pick up my literal blade and help me complete my mission. And that person is Rey that really gets into sort of mythic storytelling about why we even actually have children. Yeah. (laughs) That sort of that (laughs) sense of continuation and lineage and makes it literal Mm -hmm. finish this good journey I was on yeah yeah Uh, great stuff so uh we we talked a little bit about uh her deciding to various reasons to decide not to follow the jedi path now that we've got much more information of like yep uh palpatine's gone Mm -hmm. anakin's gone death star 2 is all blowed up right uh right now let's train um how do you feel about her deciding not to do it for jedi reasons for I'd, I'd rather be a leader politician reasons does that all track it
2: does for me in in, in terms
1: of the movies it, it, going back to force awakens
2: i i, I don't know sometimes I'm like should i've had more questions back then in force awakens in 2015 of what why did she have a lightsaber now well what, what, what you know she should have continued the, the journey and then when i got the answer in bloodlines it just it really made sense to me because what are you just describing um, it's almost like Poe's reaction to Ray. We need you. Yeah, you're, off, you're doing this. What are you doing? So imagine at that time, a year or so after Endor, or um, you know, Battle Jakku, whatever it is, Galactic Concordance is Sign, and then here, here looks like great. We got to go away, and she's looking over here, going, yeah, but there's. Mothma needs me. Actor yeah. needs me. Yeah, all yeah. the governments. My comlink's re- com blowing link. up. Yeah, yeah no, with yeah. Uh, messages
1: about the government, and you need me to go meditate yeah. about the cosmic versus the living. What now? Yeah, and then plus, by the way, you don't even really know. Like, I, in my there is a
2: part of my head canon that thinks that even with this is going into Rise of Skywalker, that she at one point was like, "Go figure out you." And then we'll pick it up because right now this is on fire, not by war, but, by we want to get this right. But, but I was we need to get
1: this right. Trained to be a leader from yep. birth of Alderaan. I know how, I know how to, you know, make the trains run on time. Yeah, I fought for this.
2: Yeah. I, 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 I earned this in a way. Not that Leia would be that, that egotistical, but like I fought for this moment, Luke, this is the path I'm on. Um, But Hey, let me learn and everything. So to throw in the Kylo stuff, Or the Ben stuff. So, yeah, if you're already like, all right, all right, all right, all right. right, The force is bigger. Maxi big, the force is. Let me go train. (laughs) And in the middle of training, you get this vision that you don't fully understand. Um, Imagine if Luke fully understood the vision in Dagobah. Yeah. Imagine if he really was like, oh, God, hey, I'm going to become my father. I'm out of here. Yeah. Probably for the better of everyone else. I can imagine Leia, a tough conversation. This is why I want to know. This would be a fun conversation. In a book, you know, or just an entire book about it. I'm sure she wasn't like, peace, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. We see the moment in the movie that seems she takes the masks off. We hear Luke say, we don't hear hear, her go, hey, I'm out. Imagine they had some conversations for a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like she was so open to the Force and in, in the Force presented her with his vision. Yeah, and yeah. Luke, does, Luke doesn't fully understand it. No one can give an answer. No, yeah, because I don't think this plan has been in motion. Like, oh, too bad Kylo fell to the dark side. But, you know, your vision's got it. You'll yeah. project yourself. It'll be fine. And does like, she think uh, by, by not going forward, does it stop the vision? I, I, I don't yeah. think she's
2: naive to think the Force just goes, oh, okay, cool, you're out. Yeah. But at the same time, she is needed there.
1: Yeah. And that's the greater good. I think that's so great. I, I think about her as a person of responsibility. Yeah. And saying, all right, well, I feel this real responsibility to build a new government. Yeah. Uh, but also, I, I this is hard for me. I got to process emotionally. So it turns out I'm the Darth Vader's daughter and super powerful in the force. Right. And, and it kind of got Luke saying, I promised my master I would pass on what I have learned. And that's mm. a responsibility. Yeah. So, okay. I will do it. I, yep. I, this came real fast to me. Yeah. You know, we went and found a Kyber crystal, built the saber. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, I'm already a, a trained warrior. Yeah. You know, I understand that part of it. And now I'm opening myself up to the force in this verdant place. And yeah, I, I, I got this. Yeah. But then at a certain point, y- y- pragmatically going, yeah, uh, Mon Mothman needs help. Uh, Guile, <laughs> Akbar. Yeah. Needs help. Crix Maydeen really needs yeah. help. And Luke, he definitely needs help. What are we doing? We're, we're like, giving Maydeen a haircut. If somebody, the war is over. Yeah. If somebody needs to be protected, yeah, you can go do it. You, you like? Why? Why does? What does yeah. the galaxy need? Two of us running around with lightsabers doing what wow. right now? And Luke saying. And that's besides the, all the vision stuff, you know? Yeah, so yeah. if you think of it as all an amalgam, all a, all yeah. a, all of these things matter.
2: Not for nothing. But at what point does she say, I'm also getting married?
1: Yeah, I got a, I got a baby coming. Th- Isn't yeah. that
2: against, you know, does Luke at one point go, well, I don't know. Han's great and all, but the Force says. Yeah. Is there any of those conversations? <laughs> or are we already into a, all right, well, I'm going to stay married and possibly be a mother real soon there, Luke. Yeah. Uh, what does the Force say about that? Because you all...
1: Didn't date much <laughs> back yeah. in the old days. Well, and you go crazy with headcanon. Yeah. Does she get a visit from old Ben? Yeah. You know, because the, you know, it's not locked into canon anywhere where, where, uh, four spirits work, but you know, mm-hmm. it does seem like they appear in your times of need. Yeah. is part of this counseling from, Be- from the spirit of Kenobi. Yeah. Saying you're, you're following the path you need to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there we go. Does Kenobi also say, <laughs> we talked about yesterday in the Clone Wars Report episode, <laughs> uh, I would have gone if Satine asked me. Yeah. What do you think Han would have done?
1: Yeah. Also, Ben's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you considered Ben? Well, I'm here. Uh, just a few more, uh, uh, things to talk about in terms of Leia's legacy and her role in the rise of Skywalker. So Palpatine straight up saying, I was foiled by the princess of Alderaan. Uh, mm. how does that impact the legacy of Leia to you as a, a long time Star Wars fan? Someone who had it's Leia great. action yeah. figures and Emperor action figures and, and just hearing, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let you kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you you know, it's like Luke saying Sidious in Last Jedi. You, you, you I remember we talked about it? You had some great points about kind of let's the acknowledgement of what actually happened. Yeah. Soon, in a weird way, completes uh, a part of Palpatine's legacy in Star Wars. Of yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's the same thing. Of of it's like you like you just said. Him like, damn it! First Bail, then her, and Padme. Uh, you know, uh, so it it just is a a very well rounded legacy of Leia to me. Yeah, just because he defeated her. Uh, it's her rebellion. You know, there's other leaders that you know, but like Lucas always said, the rebellion's her story. Yeah, and the rebellion overthrew him. Yeah, the rebellion overthrew him. Yeah, you know, because I'll tell you what, things aren't going great when he, you know, you know if he if he succeeds in killing Luke. I guess you could say, you know, the shield doesn't go down. They don't take down the second Death Star. I, I don't Maybe there's some technicalities that I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm overlooking, but you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't in a great spot. <laughs> no, no. Her rebellion was doing a pretty damn good job. Yeah, causing him some
1: problems. Yeah, yeah. and I think in terms of this, you know, I know some people find his uh, motivations uh, muddy in The Rise of Skywalker. To me, they all track. He manipulated Ben Solo uh, from afar through the puppet of Snoke for years Mm -hmm. so that he could eventually possess him yeah and he was inches from that great victory kylo was about to kill ray the last jedi the last hope Mm -hmm. and then he would get what he wanted and he would get his sweet revenge by possessing a skywalker and leia stopped it all it's just just, it's so it's such growing up with the original trilogy and knowing leia's a badass and getting to see that a little bit but to get to see it fully culminate of yeah she stopped his decades-long plan and its track and he tries to play it off like "Uh, she followed me but no big deal i'll just (laughs) fine i love it yeah i love it uh so han poe finn ray they all invoke what leia stood for and what she fought for to you at this point now that we have been through the entire journey of the skywalker saga mm. what is that what did she stand for what did she fight for what's what's her legacy to you
2: i go back to leia princess of alderaan when she goes from you know she's uh uh, feisty teen uh, coming up in the world uh, and then learns that there's some real things going on there that have some meat and, and, and merit her attention and and include, including breaking the rules and fighting for what you believe in and and then learning thinking that her parents aren't involved in that or you know what's going on and then those those dinner parties they keep having are, <laughs> are both the formation of the rebellion in a way and then the tarkin dinner from that person to now this is someone who's always going to fight for what's right always going to put her needs uh above everyone else because that's what she wanted to do as a as a privileged princess in on this land yeah. uh i think that's the legacy that truly is she's the 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 mother of rebellion a lot Mon Mothma has a lot to do with that. Let's not take away anything from Mon Mothma, anything from the various uh, components that that built uh, the rebellion uh, and the cells and nest, Anyone you can say hey, had something to do with it. It all kind of goes story wise into into this figurehead that is Leia to me. So yeah. So to see it here to see what they talk about, continue fighting, fighting for hope. Uh, fighting even over the losses, fighting over the mistakes, fighting over the pain, tortured, fighting through that loss of, of your family, your planet, loss of your husband, still fight to stick through. Steadfast has been that word we keep using yeah. a lot around these parts recently, but to to actually be steadfast is hard. Yeah. It's hard. And Leia succeeds time and time again. So that's part of what it means to me.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think if you articulated her her role and her history in the rebellion and in Star Wars so well. I think for me, when it translates almost um, yes. in Star Wars, but also in real life, that she's just such a great shining example of uh, <laughs> y- you fight uh, for what is right, and it's rarely easy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes we, we watch simpler mm. stories in... in the bad guys are obviously the bad guys. You you know, yeah. you watch a simple sitcom and the bully was mean and the, the nerd stands up and pushes him and the lunchroom cheers. And it's yeah. it's clear the good guy was always in the right. I feel like, you know, yeah. the story of Star Wars, often the story of, of real life is it's not uh, you don't have anyone cheering for you. You're just doing what's right because it is right. And in fact, it's really hard to do the right thing because there are millions of forces yeah. opposed to you. And Leia, you know, with their sense of charm, sense of humor, really has this like, I'm doing what's right, not because it's easy or I'll win uh, an award, but just because it is right Right. and I can't do anything else but what is right. And I have to roll with that. And the intelligence that it also takes to do the right thing on a scale like that, on a sort of institutional scale where there's so many just little lines where she just sees the big picture yeah you know that a lot what last jedi is about i think it's some of the analysis that ryan johnson probably did to arrive at that but Mm. going back to a new hope where she's like they let us escape that that's the only thing that explains the ease of our escape you know and (laughs) she's the one who knows exactly what the probe droid is and is kind of prioritizing yeah. what needs to happen yeah at the battle of hoth it's not like she yeah. she has to deny her emotions sometimes out of duty but it's not even like a denial of emotion it's like this prioritizing of yeah. five things are on fire nobody thinks that small fire the smallest of the fires is the biggest problem yeah. i'm the only one who sees that's next to like a, a big can of gas yeah so i'm the one in the room who's going to go Stop fighting the other fires. Put out that exact fire right now because that's the one that's the actual problem. Mm. And I'm the only one in the room smart enough and dedicated enough to see it. That's Leia to me. And it time and time again is shown. Yeah. Time and time again. Knows which fire to put out. Uh, So I want to talk just very briefly about Leia as a force spirit. Because that was yet another way that we saw Leia uh, adopt the legacy of of being a a Skywalker and being a Jedi. Do you want to see her appear again as a force spirit in any stories, any mediums down the line? I'm
2: hearing rumors of that Broadway musical. Right, we <laughs> saw that pop up. Uh, Echoes of the future. So yes, I hope they have uh, force ghosts in Broadway form. Maybe she can sing. Um, uh, I make fun, but yeah, no, I'd be good. I, I, I like what you said. It, it is uh, going back to just a child like approach, but also us as kids. You know. The idea that we did actually get to see Luke Skywalker as a force ghost. Yeah. Uh, the eight-year-old me is like, cool, because that means, like, you're a real Jedi.
1: Yeah. Like, you,
2: you ascended to that, not caring or knowing about the rules or yeah. the confusion George might sometimes put into it or the Qui-Gon <laughs> was the first. I don't care about that. Just as a kid, you're like... That's what happens. You disappear and you become a force ghost. More powerful than you can possibly imagine. More powerful and blue than you can possibly imagine. When I was seven and eight, I was like, wait a minute. Why did Anakin become a force (laughs) ghost? At what point? Why does he look like this? I didn't go So to see it just on base level, that's it, it really brought the tears to my eyes the first couple of times because it was just like, Yeah, I'm
1: seeing that. Yeah, is Leia is a force spirit. Yeah.
2: Because in that moment it wasn't like, Well, too bad Carrie Fisher passed away. Well, you know, I bet Trevorrow had a better script. It just was like,
1: Yeah. Of she course. is one of those. Yeah. And there it is. Yeah, that's her her, her legacy is to be that. That's a part yeah. of her legacy. Yeah. Uh I would love it, it, whenever we get the storytelling that goes beyond the sequel trilogy era, which I don't think we're going to get I- anytime soon myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we do the idea that Force spirit Leia could sit on a log like Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and kind of tell you what's what yeah. that uh, the role of being the advice <laughs> giver, yeah. the role of like, Hey, young Jedi, you know, or mm-hmm. middle-aged Ray, I know you're upset about X. But let me break it down for you. It's a great role for Leia oh as a Force gosh. spirit to be yeah. able to pop in and and give advice. Uh, so we talked. You mentioned this a little bit. Uh, great idea of no one's ever really gone. Uh, big idea of the sequel trilogies. So Leia's not gone as a character, right? There will there's many more stories to tell. There might be a Disney Plus show. Who knows mm-hmm. down the line? Anywhere in her lifespan, uh, including her forever existence within the Force. Mm-hmm. What Leia story do you want to hear more than anything?
2: Oh yeah, definitely the the training one. Just uh, just maybe just a stage play, not even a Broadway musical. It's Steve Martin write like uh, <laughs> with Claudia Gray's input. Just uh, Leia and Luke at the uh, at the Parisian cafe talking about the, her decision to leave. Um, I think there's enough room. There's not a ton of room, but enough room to get a Princess Leia of Alderaan kind of sequel story set during and around the events of Star Wars Rebels. Okay. So that 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 period of time... She's actively a part of the Actively part. Rebellion. She's not the... We'll describe her as completely precocious at the beginning of Leia of Alderaan, but just the, I'm doing what I'm learning, my rites of passage as a queen, queen to be maybe, to, oh, crap, there's now a war, now there's something I'm involved in a lot bigger and better. Then you see her in Rebels delivering the the Hammerhead Corvettes, and she's already in it a little bit. You know, yeah. she's already. And then, short while wow. later, she is face to face with Vader on the on the ten before. So uh, there's a little bit of time, but I want a story there. The yeah. next that, that that in between.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I would also love a book uh, again, probably by Claudia Gray, of the, Leia's Jedi journey. of of her her training with luke Mm because there could be a ton of interesting stories there could be some emergencies they're responding to that Mm. yeah that would be uh, and get into that philosophy of of laying down saber and and claudia gray's written Mm -hmm. about those prophecies so well in master and apprentice to write about that vision be beautiful Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful so that is our look at the legacy
2: of leia that is wonderful you know, a little behind the scenes stuff, you know, when we wrapped up the Poe and Finn stuff, we were like, should we, what should we do? Should we do some other non Rise of, of Skywalker stories? Then you and I both just kind of went, well, there's Leia. Yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about that because you're such a Leia. huge part of that yeah. movie. So, uh, hey, thanks, Joseph, for bringing us through that one, because that was a lot of fun. And uh, thanks, Jennifer, for, uh, for checking in. We definitely valued her opinion there on Leia. Let's go to our segment here, The Power of the Light Side. This comes to us from our Patreon supporters.
1: Uh, Joseph, do uh, you want to read this one from our uh, Patreon supporter here? Oh, sure. Here we go. This is from Brandon Barr. My favorite thing about Star Wars is that it is something I get to enjoy with my family. Ever since the new Star Wars movie under Disney have come out, it has been tradition to see them in the theater with my dad. We've loved every Star Wars movie under Disney so far, and going to the theater every December, except Solo, of course, because it came out in May, has been awesome. My dad, unfortunately, suffered a massive heart attack in November, but Mm -hmm. thankfully he survived. It was sad for me, thinking that I might not have been able to see the end of the Skywalker saga with him, but his recovery was good enough that he was able to make it to the movie theater with me this December to see The Rise of Skywalker, so that is something I'll always be thankful for when it comes to Star Wars. No matter how sad and scary times can get, Star Wars has always been there to make you forget about all of your worries and at the end of the day it's a nice reminder that hope and good thoughts always prevail
2: oh that's uh, that's great number one brendan happy your your father's uh, doing well uh yes sometimes my father had a a heart attack years ago and he was uh, up and running almost too fast but it's never (laughs) it's never too fast uh to go go see some star wars so that's that's a great story there
1: yeah i I think it's a a a spirit in an adventure that a lot of us share of that uh, sort of ritual of seeing it with family and and Mm -hmm. with uh with friends and is a, a big part of the magic of star wars thank you so much brendan
2: uh, thank you very much indeed. Now we're going to go to some of our uh, general audience questions. First from Twitter, Michael Gibbons. Hey, got a fun query on force healing for you. The Rise of Skywalker talks of transferring life essence as a way to heal. So if you got a long-lived species like Yoda or Maz and they transferred some of their life essence to a human, could that person outlive their normal lifespan? Um, okay, now we're getting into the weeds and <laughs> I love it. I think Maybe. I think maybe. I'm on board for maybe.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think a uh, part of me thinks of there's that difference between, you know, the luminous spirit and the yeah. physical body. And I, whatever the Star Wars science is, there's a part of me that's like, well, yeah, Yoda and Moz live longer because just like their physical body, their cells don't break down as fast as us uh, junky humans yeah. with our short yeah. <laughs> lifespans. Uh, but that, our, that everyone's spirit is just as powerful is a nice thought to me. I I mean, I could definitely see it playing out this way or seeing somebody with a stronger connection to the force maybe has bigger life spirit. But I think that's the way my mind goes is that your, your body is your body and you know, genetics determine how how long it takes to absolutely fall apart on you. How many years from zero to back pain do you (laughs) get? Uh, But your spirit is everybody's spirit is the same.
2: Yeah. I like that. I mean, maybe like a couple years, like a little like, wow, that's weird. i I'm running a little faster now, or something like that. There, but uh, you know, uh, I've now that I say it, I'd like someone to transfer their life essence into. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, <Michael, laughs> if it's good true, question. come along, Moz. Come on along, yeah. Uh, Nick Field says, "Hey, what becomes of the sequel trilogy characters now? Could there be a novel, uh, TV show, comic series that takes place after Episode Nine? I know they might want to move on and or leave the time period open for now, but there's logic to striking while the iron's hot. I'd like to see them all again." Yeah. And I would
1: too. Uh, iron, iron, the iron is hot. I was going to say
2: from a certain point of view, but the iron is still very hot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we live in such a different time than when the, the other two times the Skywalker saga ended Yeah, in 1983 and 2005. And it's, Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, particularly they're under the microscope sense like, Hey, uh, boy, this, this chapter, of the Avengers in the MCU is over, but here's a bunch of those stars having yeah. their own adventures that it is really like, yeah, the, the Finn and Jana TV series. Come on. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I would pay any amount of money I could get my hands on to see just a short Jedi adventure of Ray uh, yeah. Ray training. Yeah. I'd be thrilled for all of those things. I, it, it, as Nick says, I don't think the actors are up for it right now. Yeah. Um, but I think I have hope that since we do live in this different era, and it's unimaginable, yeah. unimaginable that in 1987, mm. Return of the Jedi comes out in 1983. In 1987, Harrison Ford would have just said, yeah, you know, I'll do a one-off Han Solo adventure. Yeah. Uh, but the our, the nature of our media landscape, and our culture has changed so much. I think I have mm-hmm. hope that, Hey, maybe four years from now, uh, uh, John Bray is like, you know what? I like being Finn. Yeah. Can you, can you write me a Finn adventure? I'll do that. Yeah. I, and I, I, I hope for that because we, we didn't get to see the, um, original trilogy actors, uh, re- revisit those roles. Yeah. At, in, in their younger years, it, would be awesome to see that for any of these sequel trilogy characters.
2: Yeah. I think all three, of the the majors, uh, well, all four, including Adam driver are, are definitely in that. Uh, like that was a wonderful journey. I need some time away. Yeah. You know, even Adam driver can do all the SNL sketches he wants, but I mean, in terms of just coming back to it, I, all of them in some way, shape or form. But yeah, I think uh, even, even the, some of the original trilogy characters in the sequel era, getting more books and stuff like, like uh, Nick suggesting, We've talked often here about, hey, where's our animated series of uh, Luke and Lor San going around the world? Now Luke and Lando going around the galaxy. You could you could have a lot of that. Uh, and I, we talked, too. Like, you could easily say there could be some cynicism out there. Well, I thought the Skywalker saga was supposed to end. Like, then have that thought. If they announce episode 10 in a year, I'll be happy. I'm not going to say, like, just yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> gimme, gimme, gimme.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe those books, but uh, yeah, I think yep. uh, I think it'll also be a little while, because I think they probably want to leave themselves open for what else could happen on the screen.
2: That's true. Uh, Patreon we go. Frank Boulay, showing a little prequel of if Sepulba was successful in stopping Anakin from winning the race. Would Qui-Gon Jinn's rogueness succeed in getting young Skywalker off tattooing? If so, how? Or Sepulba would have been the unsung hero saving both Anakin and the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> from a doomed fate from a certain point of view. I have thought about this, not necessarily with the uh of the hero. Yeah. Because it's just sometimes the fun part of storytelling. Like, well, what, what would have happened? I don't know about you, Joseph. I can't imagine Qui-Gon just leaves (laughs)
1: yeah i mean it it goes to the question of how obsessed is qui-gon yeah right because he seems to get determined really quickly claudia gray's master apprentice book paints a picture of him as having some like obsessive tendencies about those prophecies sometimes uh would he have just been oh guess i was wrong yeah oopsie bye uh no i i think i think it's all about the hand wave he was willing to change yes he was willing to not take a chance on the chance cube, yep. but roll it so Anakin came up. I, I think he would have uh, yeah. um, made sure that things turned out on Tatooine the way he wanted them to. For, for knowledge, defense, and uh, some kind of weird kidnapping. Yeah, you know what? In <laughs> fact, I think if Sebulba was Sabalba would have never won because I think if Sabalba was about to have crossed that mm. finish line I think there would have been another Qui-Gon Jinn hand wave oh, yeah. and some piece of that pod would have fallen off I agree uh, I, I, I don't agree. think there's any way that Aye. Anakin Skywalker is not going to win that pod yes. race
2: Yep. Not, with, not that he doesn't have the skills. Oh, oh yeah. He doesn't have the skills Clearly. to do it. But, yeah. Final uh, question today comes from Evan Osborne Lomax. Poe Dameron's Black One was on its way to becoming the next iconic spacecraft in galactic lore until its untimely destruction on board the Radis alongside her beloved Talia Lentra Rest in peace, Talia Lintra. Of course, the best pilot in the Resistance uh, will get himself a new ship to fly. The Dark Side keeps telling me the design of his new ship was to pump out more toys. Can you find humans? A Force Center Help me embrace the light. and Come up with an in-story reason why Poe decided, to paint his new x-wing orange and white instead of his iconic black fair question evan
1: fair that's what we're here for yeah yeah uh well i would say to the dark side part Mm -hmm. of evan's question about pumping out more toys i I wish that was a problem that they were thinking about pumping out more toys yeah because there aren't many toys there are there is the his x-wing three and three-quarter which uh, vintage series which you know, find maybe, maybe mm-hmm. sometimes there's those are, are considerations mm-hmm. uh from an in-story perspective there are a bunch of great jokes in uh spark of the resistance and and i think resistance reborn um about him repeatedly losing tie mm-hmm. fighters because he use, loses one in force awakens yeah. and he loses one in last jedi yeah and there's great jokes about him being teased so i think at at the point that you've had Two different ties blow up on you, yeah. or two different X wings. Excuse yeah, yeah. me. Uh, maybe you're like, I think I need a different look. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe uh, the legend has become too large, and if uh, any first order uh, Tie fighter pilots see that ship, they go yeah. for it first. And he's just like, I can't, I can't yeah. do it anymore. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've made myself too much of a target. Yeah. I need a ship where they don't know which one Poe Dameron is in.
2: Yeah. Look, hey, you know Sherbert Orange though stands out. <laughs> uh,
1: true incognito is uh not yep. the sherbet orange color is it I, I do enjoy
2: uh black one i, I really do i think I, I i just like ryan's decision to go to that uh that hey even the ship that you think you're about to be connected to gone gone that's what this movie's about not 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 getting rid of the past but just uh, you know boom the heroes have taken a big loss so like they're you know I don't know if I can soothe you, Evan, on the toy thing. This stretches all the way back to Empire, I think. Yeah. After New Hope, oh, crap, this is an industry we have now. Oh, gosh, let's do this. Um, The cynicism about the Ewoks, all those kind of things, you know, it's always going to be. I'm not saying Evan that you're cynical on this, but I I think that's also part of the fun as if you're a creator coming to Star Wars, uh um I, I got a sense from Ryan Johnson too of like ooh what can we create what and you got let's these, play yeah let's play and you got uh all the, the the art of books show you like a b- bunch of artists and designers going ooh let's play yeah and what you get and I think that's I think that's part of the appeal to Star Wars to me and I don't necessarily see it as a toy grab I see it as this is the tradition a concept art grab yeah yeah Yeah. Well, I don't, Evan, I don't know if we help, but great question. Uh, uh, nonetheless, Evan, uh, Frank, Nick and Michael, if you have a question or want to join the conversation about today's episode, you could do so by going on Twitter at Center Pod, use the hashtag Force Center, like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Podcasts available a lot of different spots, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher and TuneIn. And we're, have got merch, tpublic.com slash user slash ForceCenter. and Patreon. Joseph, we, we did hit a new thing. Something's in, in the works.
1: Yeah, that is right. We hit a couple new things and we're working on them all, but Tony Thaxton is working away at making some new music, uh, per Ken's uh, directions, for Star Wars Ranked. So mm-hmm. thanks for helping us uh, clear that. And we were going to have more news coming very soon about the other goals that we have passed. Uh, a couple people have asked on social media. One of the, I think, best things that we can offer on Patreon is to, that all of our patrons get uh, added to the Discord server, yeah. which is a fun and friendly place to discuss uh, Star Wars with us. Their fans
2: we got our own things going on uh, you can go to my website canapsack.com and follow me on twitter uh, also, I, to, speaking of tune in, I, I am now back in radio, so Newcastle, Pennsylvania 107.5 WLDJ I'm spinning solid gold hits every Saturday morning, uh, and you can listen anywhere in the world on the TuneIn tune in app, uh, Hall of Fame Music Radio, so check it out kind of a fun little wrinkle to just pop back into my life Yeah, man, I haven't even heard about this <laughs> yeah. one so I, I gotta
1: hear about this off air, uh, yeah. everybody so uh, we're gonna wrap up uh, I am uh, at Joseph Grimshaw on Twitter and Instagram, you can follow all of my other comedy adventures, live shows, and podcasts, and all that stuff on my website at josephscrimshaw.com
2: That is it for this week. So, for Jennifer, Joseph, me, and especially for Leia, we'll see you next time. This was Forcing.